Welcome to the Sequoia Cast, a podcast not about trees, but about Disneyland, theme design, and everything in between. My name is Lars. My name is Neil. And today we're... No, wait. <laughs> and today we're talking about waiting in line. You've got one job, one job, or two jobs, saying your name and saying that. Wait, didn't you say, and today we're talking about, and I say waiting in line? No. No. No, it's no, that's, that's a voice in your head. Right, yeah, right, that's right, your right. responsibility. And oh, today we're stuff. talking about waiting online. Cues. Which is lines. the dumbest word in the English language. It's a word in which four <laughs> of the five letters are silent. Q and U U E. Why is that even? Today we're talking about the English language. Q U E. Q U E. How are you doing, Neil? I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm fine. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> so ah, very good. I think that counts for something these days. How are you enjoying our uh, second lockdown? Uh, it's the same as our first lockdown and the thing in between our two lockdowns <laughs> because I am always a social recluse. So what nothing changed? No, absolutely uh, nothing changed. Not going to Disneyland? Uh, yes, that and all the suicidal thoughts that come along with not going to Disneyland. But uh, I'll <laughs> talk about that with my therapist. So, <laughs> all right, uh, something we haven't done for a very long time: waiting in line. Exactly. I thought you were going to say I record an episode. Uh, also, there is a a little gap in between. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we planned and uh, well, we we didn't plan. We we recorded it. We recorded an uh, Halloween it special. Halloween episode. It's shit. <laughs> it it was so, so bad that even we thought, mm, let's not do this. Yeah, no, it wasn't very. It was very confusing. We watched the uh, haunted mansion movie, and talked about Halloween, and it got really confusing. <laughs> We refer to characters by the names they didn't have and the person <laughs> they weren't. We had not Vincent Price, not not Vincent Price. Probably Phil, sort <laughs> yeah. of, but not really Elizabeth. Uh, children, that one was quite straightforward. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but I'll summarize that movie for you. Uh, bad, and there's one part with all the references in it. Just watch that part. The rest is... Uh, Oh, and they dressing. had waterproof calendars. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, we talked too long calendars. about the waterproof <laughs> calendar. Anyway, f- now for something completely different. Uh, cues. All right, I have uh, to start off uh, this time with a little dilemma for you. Ooh, fun. If Tell you had to dilemma. wait two hours right now in any Disneyland Paris attraction, which one would you choose? Any attraction, ride, dark ride, roller coaster, whatever. I was going to say this is a stupid question, but then you said in Disneyland Paris. Uh-huh. <laughs> because outside of Disneyland Paris, you already know the answer, and we'll talk about that answer probably very soon. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, yeah. Um, the thing is, if I'm going to wait two hours in Ratatouille, I don't know if those two hours 
how much of it will be spent outside. Uh, but like in the outside part is, is one hour is and fine. forty-five minutes or something. Okay, yeah, the outside part is fine. It's a line. It's a zigzag. A zigzag with fun. with funnily dressed gustos. Mm-hmm. The inside's really good though. Mm-hmm. That's but only um, like twenty twenty-five maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would either. S- I think I'd, I'm gonna say pirates. Right. I like pirates line don't ask me why i like the pirates line well it's it's it has a lot of a lot of atmosphere once you're inside mm-hmm. and i i really did the smell <laughs> the smell the smell pirates smells like pirates it didn't smell like small world or any other boat ride pirates smells like pirates to me and the world yeah. i feel like i'm walking to the caribbean when you're walking inside of of, of the queue I just received a, uh, a package uh, two days ago, and I bought uh, Disney Park flavored uh, perfume perfumes. Um, I had I ordered Flight of Passage, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, Soren. It just said Soren, so <laughs> that's only one cent, I guess. And uh, the third one was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean water. Um, oh. there all three are good perfumes. None of them smell like the attraction. <laughs> ah, that is... Uh, <laughs> but like Pirates just, just smells like, like water sanitizer then. Yeah. How, how's like it called? The, the uh, uh, chlorine? Bromine. No, bromine. Bromine? Yes, something. Or maybe there is another syllable in between, but it's, it's not that. chlorine. It, it sounds like like a word, uh, like university frat guys call each other bromine. <laughs> High five, bromine fist. It's how Shakespeare calls his bro. Bromine, bromine. Where art thou, bromine? And this was a, a sort of an attempt to uh, to feel in a Disney park by smelling it, but um, no. But uh, what does it uh, smell like then? It smells like universal. Mm. <laughs> the mummy. Mm. It's a uh, perfume. It it smells good. Mm, a plain roller coaster in front of a, a beautiful Jurassic Park building. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid not. No, it's uh, yeah, it, n- not the attraction. Good smell, fun, but no. Yeah, but yeah, we were talking about cues. Yes. Strangely enough, uh, uh, a subject we talk about a lot. I don't know if you realize, but we talk about about cue lines a lot. We do. I think whenever we, we we spend on <laughs> like two days in the Animal Kingdom, we have spent uh, waiting in line. Yeah, twelve hours in flight of passage uh, queue. Probably. But even even when not in parks, when we have mm-hmm. ID park related ideas. Many of them don't get past the line <laughs> because we, we have a lot of ideas about 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 cues. I think it's because a lot of cues are not good. No, no, they aren't. Uh, not enjoyable. Um, like um, Buzz Lightyear in Disneyland Paris, the outside part is um, is outside. That's basically it. Yeah, and the inside part is. Uh, ugly cheap it's very weird style it's 
just uh, frames with whatever drawings in it. Uh, it has one good uh, slider animatronic, and that's about it. Yeah, it tells you uh, which targets score the most. Uh huh. Uh huh. And still, you don't get it. And still, yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. No. No. Let's no. Uh, let's talk. Uh, about Pirates of the Caribbean. 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 Repeat after me. Caribbean. You've said the word, I don't know, however you pronounce it so many times <laughs> on the podcast. It's getting irritating. <laughs> Caribbean. 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 I'm, uh, I'm doing a, a partly Dutch, partly English version of the word. Yeah. But partly is a word. Partly is indeed a word. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Please continue. All right. But um, for me, the queue starts even like to get to the queue. It's not um, a place you just wander in. You have to get there, of course, like any attraction. We're um, not going to talk about entering Disneyland Paris again. We already did that episode. <laughs> The so queue it doesn't start in the parking in the car. lot, and you see Venturi fighting Tony Baxter for some reason again. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, it's it's in the, um, like in in Florida, Florida, Florida. Uh, in Florida, you're just uh, walking in this built environment, and you you walk in a, a building, and then magically there are boats inside. But in Des in Disneyland Paris, you're you're venturing through this very lush greenery you have to cross bridges and have to pass like these wide sandy beaches that are littered with uh, boats and and and, and pieces of wood and then you get to that entrance to that uh, big uh, like uh, what is it the uh, mast of a ship uh, with then pirates of the Caribbean pirates <laughs> pirates of the place uh, on the sails Pirates of the uh, Southern Island Group, <laughs> right in front of America. Th those it's pirates. a very big sail. It fits on there. Just very explanatory. Like those islands, not Batavia. <laughs> People sometimes confuse them. Is it the Pirates <laughs> of Batavia? But no, 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 no. <clears throat> it's not. Uh, Europa Park jokes. Oh. But I, I, I get what you're saying about that it's... Well, it's, it's better in Disneyland Paris because when we were in Florida and we were about to enter Pirates, I didn't know you were entering Pirates. <laughs> it's just this vague building in Adventureland and then you enter and soon, oh, Pirates! By God, uh, pi Pirates in a, a, a building. At least there, the building is like a, a fort. And when you look at the fort, there's a mast in front of it. I think, ah, yes. Pirates. <laughs> There's a pirate boat there. It's not a pirate of the Caribbean pirate boat. It's Peter Pan. But at least you know, I'm in pirate land now. Pirate land. <laughs> pirate, yeah, pirate land. A while ago, I was seeing uh, flying carpets and um, boats. Not pirate boats. But Africa boats. And talking parrots. And pineapples. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, you walk a bit further and there's a few buildings. Ah, I'm in pirate now. <laughs> I'm in pirate land now. <laughs> yes, pirate land. It's actually weird that our adventure land, our <laughs> that our ad <laughs> that our adventure land is much more like a jungle with our Parisian climate than the 
than the entrance around yeah. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I love our Adventureland for that. I still don't really know my way in Adventureland, <laughs> and I wouldn't learn my way in Adventureland. It's part of the magic of Adventureland. Getting lost and then thinking, ah, I know a shortcut through the caves. When in reality, you don't know a shortcut through the caves. <laughs> you're getting lost in the caves and getting somewhere completely different where you're not supposed to be. <laughs> uh, didn't you ever wonder how they managed to build uh, a jungle around our Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates of the Place uh, uh, entrance? Because we are in Paris. I don't know if you... Like, look outside we where we you live right in now. Paris. It's in the name of the park. I just assumed uh, Stoney walked up and said, let there be plants. And <laughs> they just sprouted out of the ground. His holy divine word. And also the, the, the people responsible for this is not, uh, it's not Tony, or not only Tony, but uh, Paul Comstock, which uh, has a fort named after him in uh, Frontierland, and uh, Bill Evans, which is the... Uh, private which was the private uh gardener of walt disney at his home mm. and Didn't so know tho that. those two uh were the, the the responsible uh uh those who were responsible for uh the landscaping in disneyland paris and how do you manage to build a uh a jungle in in paris in in france in you ask the plants weather? nicely please do <laughs> not die thank you you built a forest of bamboo all around Adventureland to create a microclimate inside where the warmer pl plants can uh, survive. Uh, how, how does bamboo create a microclimate? Because it seems a bit uh, easy to, <laughs> to create a microclimate if the only thing you've got to do is plant bamboo. Very thick forest of bamboo i've got an idea i've got an idea and 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 the thing we is buy bamboo, bamboo that a lot of <laughs> that a lot of people are um they associated with the jungle but bamboo is just from like the northern uh, like the the like very cold mountain regions of china where yeah. it snows all the time but it feels very jungly so you can create this smaller uh, climate microclimate yeah so i have a plan <laughs> plant a bunch of bamboo all around Belgium <laughs> so our country is maybe less shitty maybe there's still a bunch of shitty people in between the bamboo but I don't know at least we'll have nice weather or something maybe that's what Trump was trying with the wall ah yes just Let's making plant bamboo so uh, <laughs> Texas and Phoenix and all those places are even hotter yes it's even more a desert sounds like Quite a good plan, actually. Let's know. call Joe Biden. <laughs> Let's see what, uh, Joe, what he thinks jo about Joe, buddy, uh, it's Neil from Belgium, you know. <laughs> um, we have So, listen up. Bamboo. <laughs> Bamboo. Uh, no, so, um, the entrance, you have this jungle, you ventured, you made your way to, to the entrance. Um, there's this mast of the ship with, uh, with the name of the attraction. Um, and then you have to like the, the 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 path to the attraction becomes narrower, like this this is a it's a it becomes narrower. You have it's to a funnel. You tunnel. A funnel, um, not a tunnel. Funnel, funnel, funnel cake, which is very nice. You didn't eat it in in a Blizzard Beach. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> an intermission about cake. Ooh, <laughs> funnel cake. Um, no, and 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 so the 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 path is getting narrower, and then opens up in this open space where you see that um, uh, see this f- that pirate fortress unobstructed uh, from any trees or jungle or bushes, uh, which is quite a great entrance for a for an attraction, I think. To start of a queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a great building, the especially the plants. The plants add a lot. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think like plants in general add a lot for me to any queue, even if there isn't really a lot in between the plants. I am more keen to stand in the midst of a bunch of trees than I am in the midst of a bunch of fencing and concrete and iron. Uh-huh. Which queues have a lot of Tower of Terror in... Bodies yeah, in Tower Bodies. of Terror. Uh, uh, Hagrid's, Hagrid's uh, motorcycle broom broom ride uh, <laughs> has a part with a lot of trees and a lot of uh, gourds hanging from trees. Mm-hmm. Which I'm a fan of gourds. I don't know <laughs> about you, but I'm a fan of gourds. Um, that's it, basically, I think. I, yeah, in, in, in Disneyland Paris, I don't... We don't really have a, a tree queue. <laughs> a tree queue, yeah. Uh, Flight of Passage, but it's... Those are, the, yeah. Part fake, part real uh, plants. And that's... A I don't think Disneyland Paris has a lot of... Uh, no, it doesn't. Tree queues. We need more tree queues. We need more tree queues. <laughs> um, let's let's route some queues to uh, Sequoia Lodge. <laughs> it's a very long <laughs> queue. All the back. <laughs> we build a bridge over, over Lake Buenavista into Sequoia Lodge. We uh, do a few uh, rounds around the grounds and then you go back. Sounds like a plan. Lake Buena Vista in Walt Disney World also. Very, very long queue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Go from the studio. Very scenic. To, to very Disney scenic. World, to Sequoia Lodge and back. Lake Disney. Um, I knew that. <laughs> that was a the, planned joke. Uh, the outer queue from Pirates of the Caribbean in, uh, in Paris is okay. Uh it provides shade, which is a which is a good thing. Uh, it, yeah, the in the summer it's a good thing. In and in the winter, we in the winter rain. it's a thing. Rain, covered. Ah yes, okay, covered. that that part of the queue is especially um, nice at night when all the the lamps and the the, the warm light and the the, the, the flickering yeah, and the yeah, yellow yeah, lights yeah, 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 yeah. are reflected onto the the sails. Yeah. One around. thing it, it has very strongly, outside and inside, is it had a very strong vibe. It has a very big. Mm-hmm. It's it gives you the, the the pirate mood, the pirate vibe. The pirate mood. Yeah, it's welcome to pirate land. Welcome to pirate land. I think creating a certain mood before you do something is is very important. I think. Don't ask me why. I was thinking about why while I was saying it, I can't think of anything. But even just because I think most of the pirates and uh, Q is creating a mood, it, it doesn't really tell a story. 
it doesn't really show you much. Ooh, well, it tells ooh, a story. <laughs> yeah. But it isn't like um, Flight of Passage where there is a lot of information being shoved at you. Uh-huh. I think a lot of it is is, is bringing the down the light, bringing up the smell, uh, temperature going up. It's mm-hmm. it's transitioning you into a pirate world like that. So we were outside, you go inside, the, the lights are, let's admit, almost non-existent. Um, mm-hmm. If you ever see me at a park at Disneyland, I'm a guy with long hair and a curly mustache and, and, and a goatee. <laughs> and I, you're in pirates in front of me, keep your kids away from me because I'm going <laughs> to run over them. I run into adults all the time in the queue because it's, it's fucking dark. If there's a kid in front of me, I'll probably walk over him. So it's not it's not on purpose. I don't I don't run over kids for for fun. But mm-hmm. I can't see shit. I really can't see shit when there's light outside, let alone when you rob me of our light. <laughs> but it does create a mood though. Running over children. Pirates would run over children. True. And um, but uh, especially um the way of getting inside is it very different than in, than in, than in uh, Walt Disney World here um, because in Walt Disney World uh, like we said you enter a building but here uh, you you saw uh, you see this uh, fort above you but you're not entering through a door you're entering through this like secret entrance like cave mm-hmm. uh, structure you have this this hallway that's that's rocks on both sides and then suddenly you have these big wooden doors, and then it becomes more man-made. It's partly um, rock work and, and, and rough, and partly man-made with wooden structures in it. So it's very it's a transition from the outside, literally through a secret entrance into like this uh, arsenal in the fortress. Um. Which is, which is uh, an important function of a queue. A queue is a portal. Mm-hmm. It's your. That's what I was trying to say with the mood. <laughs> uh, the mood transitions you from from yeah, the, the park into mm-hmm. the the world of the attraction, or well, the world of the park. Adventureland is a more generic adventure theming, but pirates transitions you into the very specific pirate genre with all the pirate tropes: their sails, their boats, their forts, their secrets, their treasure. Mm-hmm. and the dark and the sparse lighting and uh, the temperature change inside transitions you from I am in a land of just adventure going to I'm in a tropical land of tropical people on tropical boats with tropical treasure with tropical darkness tropical darkness tropical yes uh, what I especially love about this queue is how it transitions from outside to inside and then makes you believe you're outside again in the end. So yeah, uh, when, you're, when you're uh, inside and then you have this transition where there's rock work, but the, the, the wooden beams are, 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 are man-made and are resting on the rock work and, and the walls are dilapidated. And the further you go into the, you go into the, the fortress, it becomes more and more man-made, uh, the, the, the rock work. Uh, disappears and it becomes walls and you're you're venturing through the fortress and and now all of a sudden there there isn't rock work anymore you're just in a in a fortress uh, in this arsenal uh, 
where explosives have been detonated. Uh, you see like a giant hole in the floor with skeletons and then you see a torture room with skeletons hanging from it. Uh, and you see traces of gunpowder. Um, and you're in this 100% uh, uh, man-made environment. Um, and then you turn a corner and all of a sudden this goes in reverse and, and, and there's rock work again, yeah. but you're still inside, but they make you believe you're outside uh, by just reversing this. There's the all of a sudden there are trees again and rock work and the the queue is, is, is sloping again. It's you, you have yeah. to go downside. It's very nice how they make you believe the space is, is outside. This docking station is uh, is outside. Yeah, and to talk about moods again, because why not? Uh, I th 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 The feeling of a cozy evening is very strong in the outside part. Mm -hmm. If I could live permanently in, in such lighting conditions, I would, you know. You can do that in your home. That would be a bit weird, just board up all my windows and just light it in a specific way so it's always evening. Haha, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome in the land of perpetual evenings. It's always like seven-ish o'clock in winter. <laughs> but seven-ish o'clock in summer, it's... There's not much evening about seven o'clock in the summer. Not even in Belgium. Winter on a tropical Land island. of perpetual darkness and rain. <laughs> and then the smell hits you. That's the part when you can always smell it kind of in the in the the, mm -hmm. the fort building thing. But when you're outside the smell really hits you. The, the, the fake smell outside. Of, the smell of, of pirates. <laughs> the smell of scurvy, of uh, <laughs> of planks, <laughs> of wooden legs. Of parrots, of two of uh, of sail. I don't know. Smell of to sail. sail. I don't know. Does canvas smell like something? I don't know. And especially the smell of not waffles. Not waffles. Ah, ah. <laughs> is that still the cue? Because I <laughs> no, I will defend myself. You can. I will defend myself. I will give some context for our dear listener. I don't know why I think <laughs> listener because it's, Probably. Fan, it's only one it's only Baptist our it's only, only Baptist. fan forever yeah. ah we love you Baptist what a fan oh. yeah Jesus Christ more this about guy. it later yes um, but I once went into pirates I went into pirates multiple times as a matter of fact you're in pirates you're in the boat and you pass by uh, like it used to be Blue Lagoon now it's like yeah, Captain, Captain Jack's, Jack's blah 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 uh, throw some IP on the restaurant yeah sometimes the restaurant <laughs> smells like waffles it never does S it sometimes does <laughs> no it never does then there's something wrong with your nose your perfume probably you've smells exactly like the right <laughs> you've literally sat next to me and be like <gasps> waffles and I'll be there like no <laughs> The restaurant isn't you're even eating, open right you're now. Eating. <laughs> I, I gave you our family waffle recipe, <laughs> especially so you could smell the, the smell of proper waffles. Mm -hmm. But still, uh -huh. he's adamant about refusing that Blue Lagoon, Captain Jack's, whatever, smells like waffles. It doesn't. I am building a, a concrete case. It's not yet finished. I have historical documents about waffles and pirates. 
and I'm willing to defend my claim in court. I have also an historical document called the menu of the restaurant. You're a historical document, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let's let's. Um, there will be a dedicated episode about waffles in theme parks, uh, especially waffles in the Blue Lagoon. It's an episode. It will be uh, ten hours long. We will record it in the Blue Lagoon. In the Blue Lagoon, yelling at each other. Uh, <laughs> please, Monsieur, uh, nous sommes uh, closés. Eh? Uh, If there le, is reverser l'ouverte, eh? pas. Eh? A waiter or cook of the Blue Lagoon listening. Please contact us on Twitter or our email. Thank you. Yes, please do. Please confirm me, uh, confirm to me that there are waffles, or that you are the culprit baking waffles when there aren't any on the menu. <laughs> In which I can blame you. I can blame you. I've seen the menu of Blue Lagoon. It's a lot of fish. I don't like fish. If I'd been Blue Lagoon, I'd order waffles. Uh, the typical pirate snack. Waffles, yeah. K That's kill what some villagers and eat a waffle. Waffles and barbecue. <laughs> Isn't that a thing they invented barbecue? I don't know. I swear I read it in a book once as a, ki as a kid. I read a lot of books about pirates. I read a few. I had a red one, a big one. Strangely enough, there was a section in our library solely about pirates and it was quite substantial. That's because where you live, pirates still exist. And it's yes, on the Denver... Yo ho yo ho, cara pills for me. Um. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, uh, the, another thing I like about this cue is um, how it conveys the story of a fortress that's been attacked, where the explosive went off and the artillery, yeah. where people die and gunpowder is everywhere, without one single word. The whole story is explained through lightning, uh, lightning, lighting, lightning, yes, lightning. Also, through lighting, to props, to through the way the the queue is formed. It's an amazing example of, of like non-speaking uh, cues. Yeah, which is I think the ultimate expression of of team design, mm -hmm. being able to communicate a story in. No words or or um, a minimal use of words. Mm -hmm. Of course, there will always be words because even in an uh, just an environment, there there are gonna be words around you. But you shouldn't push the story in in people's faces as words, because well, I could just listen to an audiobook or read a book if I wanted to read or listen to words. Did you ever notice that? Uh When you go, so when you're in the docking station and you made your way down, you go sit in the boat, that you actually go back in time. Everything at actually, the start of the. Do you actually go back in time, or? Y yeah, yeah, no, not <laughs> time travel <laughs> is not yet invented. Ah, okay, yes, that but was, uh, um, like in the beginning of the ride, everything is peaceful, nothing has happened yet. And you go further and you see these pirates attacking the fortress. The fortress had not begun. You see this happening. You see the attack happening and you go to the artillery where the explosives are going off, where pirates are making their way into the fortress. But you just went and you just saw this. You just you see what just happened to the artillery 
you were par passing through. I, I, I know. Yeah, okay. I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I was a bit confused. I thought you were saying um, that while you were going to the right, right, time was going forwards as you were walking through, which is, Lars, uh, exactly how time works. <laughs> we are traveling through time at this very moment, forwards. But yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Never noticed that, no. Fun facts with Lars. Ah, fun facts with Lars. That's the only reason I keep you as a friend. <laughs> fun facts about cues. All right. Uh, Give me more fun facts about cues, funny man. Uh, what cue do you want? Other fun um, man. I don't know. You say we, uh, we've got a bunch. Of, we've got a, a drive folder full of them. I think we should keep flight till the end. Yeah, maybe like a like a teaser. We got them ah. hooked. We got we got our listeners hooked. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah We yeah, got yeah. them. We can make trash for the. For I the I feel time. like yelling at people about C. So let's do Phantom Manor. <laughs> All right. People are probably confused right now. What C has to do with Phantom Manor? Everything. Everything has to do with C. <laughs> and I will find every reference. Probably not, but sure. No, no, I will never find <laughs> it. I will go on, on Wikipedia to read every reference. <laughs> but you already knew this one when I was uh, talking. Ah, yes. You. I have read into C way too much. I should probably read it on actual history and actual facts and actual knowledge that will serve me in life. <laughs> but I adamantly refuse to do so for 20 years of my life. <laughs> and I will not start doing so because... Why should I? I won't be a functioning member of society. <laughs> All right. I'll just record podcasts about places. Pirate lands. Pirate lands, yeah. You can tell me what to do, society. <laughs> All right, Phantom Manor. Phantom um, Manor. F Phantom Manor. The Phantom oui. Manoir. Uh, when you're an American listener, well. never visited... Uh, Disneyland Paris. The Phantom Manor is not in New Orleans Square or in no. Liberty uh, <laughs> Liberty Land. La imagine um, the mm. Haunted Mansion, mm -hmm. but w better in every way except for the Hatbox Ghost. Voila, you have imagined most of the Phantom Manor. Uh, no, but sure. Let's be honest. It's it's a better. Show me. Uh, ah, better. Ah, yeah, be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I said okay. not all better. Right, all right, all right, all right. Better isn't a word. No, no, no. I thought you said it was the same, except. No, for the no. It's okay. It's better in every way, except all for right, Hatbox okay. Ghost. Yeah, it's true. Uh, our uh, Phantom Manor, our version Arr. of the haunted mansion, is in uh, Frontierland, uh, which is a whole different vibe. Spooky Cowboys, what's not to love? Spooky Mixing and matching genres, we're so avant-garde about it. Oh. My God, how amazing are we? We as in Europeans, I mean, not <laughs> me and Lars. We didn't build the attraction. Or we did. You can't prove anything. Time travels, apparently. Yeah, That's apparently. How time works. We went into the queue of pirates and we jumped out, out <laughs> of our boat before we went into the right. And ha we're at a different point in time now. Before it can trap us back off at our time. We were back on the beet fields of uh, Marne-la-Vallée. <laughs> yeah, Ready and I don't even like beets. <laughs> that so tastes the, like mud. Uh, Phantom Manor entrance. Um, when you 
go to the the Phantom Manor area of Frontierland, you see this big dilapidated house on top of the hill. You have to make your way up and you come to the, the entrance gateway, uh, the, the entrance which are two stone pillars uh, with an old iron fence um, and a cast member that greets the the, the guests as in, mm, as in yeah. every basically every attraction. Um, each one of these stone pillars has a plaque with a name on it, uh, Phantom Manor, of course. Uh, it's not one big sign like uh, uh, Space Mountain or Beslider. It's very subtle. It's on a stone pillar. The name is not yeah. s- uh, big or bulky letters. It's Which it's I think yeah. it's a really underappreciated thing about the Phantom Manor. Mm-hmm. And it's I say there. that because it's I underappreciated it. <laughs> until right before you told me and I just realized there isn't like a big sign. I knew there was a small sign but I didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. But that's the, I like that it isn't like a big um, marketing sign that says, ah, come to our right here we are Disneyland, give me all your money. It's a small sign not unlike like rich people in the time would have the the, the, the estate name on their, their gate. Mm-hmm. No. Very diegetic. It's uh, it's very much you're in the world. There is this is not an attraction. Yeah. You are in a in a Thunder Mesa. Uh, you're in a in a frontier land, and you go up to this fence. Uh, but but uh, the plaque may be uh, small and subtle, but it's such a beautiful little yeah. thing. So you have the name Phantom Manor on it. Uh, but it's the 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 it's like an oval surrounded by interlacing serpents, so all those scribbling lines are 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 uh, serpents, and then on top of the sign you have this demon's face with a with an open mouth that's like screaming, almost, um, which uh, the hat is based on a, on a very famous composer Ludwig von Beethoven. Ludwig. <laughs> Beethoven, not the dog, the composer. Yes. Uh, Which because I he think has a, a, a troubled past. It's yeah, one of and the reasons. I think that is a supremely cool fun fact. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until, I don't know, yesterday or this yeah. morning or something, and you something told me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, re- that's something I will be telling people I will go to the parks with. <laughs> I really that's, that's a really cool fun fact. One thing I've always wondered is why so many people have that bust of, of, of Beethoven in their house. Because it's a really well-known bust. Lots of people have that bust. Uh-huh. And every the doc- time... The Doctor from Doctor Who. Has yeah, Doctor from Doctor Who. Uh, I always thought it was like something they put in the backgrounds of like movie sets to make someone feel sophisticated and nobody actually had it, but I actually know <laughs> someone who has it in their house on top of their piano, which is the coolest thing ever. But you what have about... a skeleton on top of our piano. You do have a skeleton on <laughs> top of your piano. Uh, Yorick. <laughs> no, but sure. I c- wasn't it called Yorick? Edgar. Oh, sch- ah, Edgar. I thought it, she, she planned on naming it after the skull in uh, Hamlet. Yeah, but that was a planet. Well. Yeah. Pfft, lame. <laughs> uh, but um, so we have uh, Ludwig von Beethoven at the top, at the yeah. bottom. Uh, so a face and it's screaming. And at the bottom of the of the sign, of the Phantom Manor sign, you have this uh, skeleton. So the flesh is gone. 
En, um, That's the skeleton, l- Lars. Nicely defined for the people <laughs> who don't know what a skeleton is. It's a thing without flesh. Only so bone. The, the, the top part is a... No a organs either. No organs. Just completely... Just bone. <laughs> Please continue. So the top part is a face with flesh on it. The bottom part ah, is okay. a skeleton without flesh on it. That was my point. And uh, it has a little banner with a Latin Bruce sentence. Banner. Non omnis moriar. Uh, from the oaths of the Latin poet Horaces, uh, which, me- which, uh, which means uh, not everything dies. Or another oh. transaction, not everything fully dies. So part of us stays behind. Yes. One more. One, one more fun fact. One, ah, more, no, one, one more, more ghost. Eh? Yeah, There's one room more. for one more. Right. Um, ah, so good you know things uh, out of this ride. And you can recognize quotes <laughs> from this ride. But please, please <laughs> do continue. It's hard to talk digitally. I'm just seeing you. <laughs> just seeing you like, uh, like Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. With, an, uh, with a halo around its head. One of the things... I went back in this uh, this cube. So we, we, we just passed uh, the, the very first yeah. border. One of the things I went back is uh, is The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Explain The Undertaker, Lars. Because the Undertaker really was cool. a character in Disneyland Paris that was there from 1993 to 1994. So not very long. Uh, we that is a year. Then. We were Ish. born a little after. Um, a little, a lot. A little, a lot. Uh, a little. Um, and he was like a, a tall, weathered old man who's dressed in a, in, a, in a black suit with a top hat and holding a ruler. Uh, the, 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 the character is still somewhat uh, uh, in, in the land uh, because the, 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 the restrooms, right? Yeah. At the and the and the on the gateway of the Phantom Manor uh, have a have a, a billboard on it, uh, which is Jane Lutterville, Undertaker and Cabinet Maker. So he, he went uh, around. He stood close to the to the entrance of the Phantom Manor and went around measuring people so he could uh, prepare their coffins for when they uh, die. Why don't any other cues have this this interactive character in the ride why that's does that's brilliant. this ride doesn't have it anymore yeah because well, i don't know they're idiots or something <laughs> money um, probably but money ah, money money's, uh, yeah, money that's thing money. i guess uh money it's, it's so funny uh, abba <laughs> no why why though it's it's such a good idea mm-hmm. it's such a good idea to have to have like a character interaction in the queue uh, I think uh, Dreamfinder with Figment used to, oh, used did to he go around venture the around the, the the Imaginations Pavilion and sometimes went into yeah. the queue and yeah. like showed his little dragon. Yeah, because isn't that the point of a good queue? Is to make the queue an experience unto itself. That's an extension of the ride. Mm-hmm. And make because the queue an environment. And most environments have people in it most environments indeed yeah uh yeah 
Yeah, because when someone goes to a theme park or you talk to people about theme parks, oh yeah, it's like uh, waiting for f- five million hours and doing only two rides. People wouldn't be talking like that if, if queues were actually fun. Mm-hmm. Because we can, we're now going to talk about a few queues that we think are fun. But let's be honest, most people don't have the eye for the, the imagineering and designing details in queues and in the park itself. True. So even like Pirates will be a boring queue for many people. Mm-hmm. Phantom Manor will be a boring queue for many people. But if there was a meaningful character interaction, King Kong that has would be... a well meaningful. Oh, I am. It's a big word. I I am. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a thing I I, I want to talk about later in this episode on the at the end. Uh, we can but talk about it now too, if you want. I'll 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 finish my rant about this and then I'm gonna talk about that. Sure, All fine. Right. Okay. Um, like we said last episode, an episode about role-playing, mm-hmm. giving someone a unique interaction with a character mm-hmm. is irreplaceable. It's all about memories. It's all about creating memories. It's what many of the park marketing is also about, creating these special magical memories. If you can do that, you can give people special memories in a queue. Mm-hmm. You can take the negative thing in a park and make it cool why why don't you do it disney please and especially with um for example dreamfinder what i love about the figure besides it's an incredible figure and figment is Mm -hmm. is an amazing character is it was always the same guy it wasn't yes yes, 20 actors playing the same it's the same it's like we have a um, in, in Belgium our version of uh, of, of Santa Claus, and um, when somebody has to play him in uh, in movies or in uh, in a series, and somebody yeah. plays um, the real character of Santa Claus, yeah, same. Um, it's uh, it's all it's uh, always the same person. It used to be. He's now old. Yeah, well, and now it's always Sinterklaas the same other old. person. It's the same other person. But. Uh, th- this makes it feel special that, that you makes go it feel back real. Yes. Makes it feel like a world. Well, because above most other things, a world needs to be uh, consistent to be mm-hmm. believable. It's one of the core tenets of, of running tabletop RPGs. Because of course I have to all I have to link everything back to tabletop <laughs> RPGs because I am a two-trick pony, uh, theme parks and tabletop RPGs. Like the, the the core tenant of portraying a world in a tabletop RPG is being consistent. You can make mistakes, but be consistent in those mistakes because if the logic of a world, be it in a game or created as an actual space in a theme park, has to make logical sense according to its internal logic. Mm-hmm. So a person, if you see... Um, the Undertaker and you go multiple times for a local or something and it's the same dude it's not the same yeah, it's the same character but played by a different dude that takes you out of the experience for a bit mm-hmm. I don't what know which point that we were going to make about that but uh, about what? that it's cool that it's cool that um, we want him back yeah, we want them back. But I was going to say about character interactions in a ride. Which rides in, in Disneyland Paris do you want 
cute character characters every every right every right, <laughs> every right. small world small world I want have a, a child a child around. in the right uh, a chinese child a uh, argentinian child child of every nation that's what <laughs> i want but about character interaction in line in universal studios orlando yes maybe in other universal parks i don't know haven't been to those but there's the king kong ride mm -hmm. which is f fairly recent well fairly it's there used to be an older version now there's the a version based on the peter jackson king kong ride and there's a character in the in the in the queue and uh we went to uh to florida together with another friend and lars warned me about it namely there is a skull island inhabitant in the ride who jumps out of tiny nooks and crannies that are connected to scare you little thing about me i saw the peter jackson king kong movie at i would say too early of an age but i was afraid of everything as a child <laughs> and i saw it and i was deadly terrified of the inhabitants of skull island but like really terrified like having nightmares being afraid of the dark because i thought there would be skull island inhabitants in it which make no total sense totally no sense because why would there be um tribal people from an island to the other side of the the world in my bedroom makes no sense at all <laughs> but if then lars tells me the thing you've been i'm not afraid of him anymore just for the record i'm not afraid of of imaginary is, people from a is. movie Ex yeah well when they're actually there in the right i am <laughs> when you tell me the thing you were afraid of as a child it's actually here and trying to scare you I'm fucking, I'm no go, man. Even if it's single <laughs> riders and shorter. So me and Lars, we knew about it. We were like sticking together <laughs> behind our friend who didn't know, who was like happy-go-lucky, uh, going through the ride, nothing happening, nothing happening. Like sometimes looking back a bit suspicious because if you're friends with us, you should be suspicious about things like that. True. Um, <laughs> we were like, oh yeah, it could be here any moment. Look at it, look at it. Is it there? Is it there? No, uh, we would run run along, run along. Okay, okay. Could he be here? And we ran along. We didn't see him. I don't, I don't think they were uh, were there that night. But we did hear the screams of other people true, in front of us. True. So <laughs> the fear was very real. <laughs> and again, that's um, how scared we were. It was, it was. <laughs> this is a story I tell I tell to many people because it's a really good story. I'm not, I, I didn't saw the, the movie as a, as a kid and I think I saw the movie after uh, I went on the ride for the first time. A year before uh, we went on our trip, I went on a, on a solo trip to, uh, mm -hmm. to uh, Walt Disney World. And... Um, uh, I hate jump scares. I'm not oh afraid yeah, I of hate things. Jump scares I, I, I can watch horror, but I do not enjoy jump scares. And uh, the, the when I went, was in, uh, it was in September, very, it was in late in the evening, there was no queue. So I did, uh, I did the ride three times in a row, four times in a row with no wait. But I had to go to the queue. And they were there. Uh, they, I think there's only one of well, them though. Well, the, the, in my head there are 50. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> different places 
So uh, all three million of those tribe <laughs> were there, um, and 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 I, I really enjoyed this ride, for the most part. Uh, uh, for as much that a bunch of screens can entertain someone. Yeah, most of the scenes I really did. enjoy. Um, and I, and, I, and I was really going on a streak of going again and again and again. But I was terrified of the jump scares uh, in the queue. So after three or four times, I really wanted to go again and I just went on Jurassic Park. I was going to say exactly the same thing. The <laughs> flip side of that thing, I, I do uh, detest jump scares. I don't get why people want jump scares in their movies. Uh, those people are absolute madmen. And mad women too. Um, you should be internalized in an asylum or something, because <laughs> there's nothing fun about being jump scared. I and love horror that doesn't. Oh, I abs- I. I wouldn't yeah. say I love it because I'm still a very a person that gets scared easily. I I will okay. freely admit that. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of horror movies I really dig, because they can. They can create a mood, just like a queue creates a mood. Ah. Aha. It's all interconnected. The world is, is one big happy family. Everything is one. But w- w- what kind of characters do we want in Disneyland Paris? I, I, I like think Tower of Terror is easy. Uh, you just yeah. uh, take one extra cast member, give him some, uh, some luggage to carry through the line, talk, interact with some people. Is this your luggage? No, yes. Bloody blah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, very easy over there. Ratatouille. Uh, some rats. Uh, just release some actual rats in the queue. Let them bite <laughs> some people. Some people die of the Black Plague. Good times. Uh, I think on the outside uh, part of the queue, you could uh, have a vendor of the of the Gusto's snacks. Uh, in a non-Disneyland park. Right. Um, in the Efteling. <laughs> There's the like Baron 18, well, Baron 18 something something. It's like 1890. Okay, 18 I Baron 1898 or something. It's a, a coaster. The coaster itself is okay. It's, it's a coaster, I guess. Uh, but it's very nicely themed, especially like pre-shows. And there's a moment you're going into a mine to get gold into a haunted mine, and uh, at, at one point there's an animatronic of the um, owner of the mine talking to you from a small balcony where his, uh, his office is, where you're like checking in as a uh, as like a one-day worker, as most work was back in the day. Mm-hmm. You just have the day's work when there is work and you don't have work when there's not. And you were like checking the queue went to like the check-in area where you go to get yeah, your stuff and go to get just like all the papers signed. It's like Thunder Mountain. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's the animatronic talking down to you, but in one of the advertisements... Mm-hmm. There's the, an actual actor standing at the front of, not in the line itself. You could put him there in the line instead of the animatronic, closer to the people. But in the ad, he was standing outside, uh, uh, calling people towards him, like, come work at my mine, I will pay you more than all the other people. <laughs> and I think the actual likeness of the animatronic was based on that actor. Because mm. they had a whole... Um, you should, you should uh, go to YouTube later and, and watch... There's like a whole like story uh, short movie about the, the backstory of ah, the ride, yeah. which is really good. They did it for a few rides, for like uh, Joris and the Drake, they did the same. Mm-hmm. So the likeness is, is it, it, it's spot on. Those are the uh, animatronic and that guy are the same people. So 
just having that man in the queue talking to people like yeah come work at my mine i will pay you the triple what the others pay you if you go into the mine don't believe the stories things like that that would be perfect mm -hmm. then if the ride itself would be more than just a thrill that would be nice too but well i, I can't ask for everything can't i <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I know any other rides I frequently go on that have like any sort of real actor interaction. There is uh, there is one guy at uh, at our Tower of Terror in the Walt Disney Studios. I was I was <laughs> internally asking myself when he would be talking about Cedric. Cedric is is a cool guy. He kind of. Although they don't do it in the Tower of Terror to have a, a character in the line, he is as close at, to that idea as you could go. He, yeah. he he almost goes into the line, scares people. I his jump scare I like. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it any day. As a background for people listening, because as a matter of fact, they weren't there on our Disneyland trips. Ah, hmm. or maybe they were. <laughs> that would be troubling. Unless you're Jonas or Slit, then then you were actually there. Mm -hmm. Or like the few other people that went with us. Which would be weird. Why would they would be listening? But uh I digress. Um <laughs> it's it there was a problem in Tower of Terror. I don't know what was, but mm -hmm. um they only let a few people into like the pre show room at uh, at once. Well uh, the line was quite backed up there and where you entered the pre-show there was a guy and he was just talking to people and he was yeah he was really funny he was a really cool guy mm -hmm. so but yeah that, that, that's basically the story <laughs> but i, I heard right, in multiple good. i i heard another podcast where uh, american visitors were talking about an actor that were that was scaring them in the line uh which i'm absolutely positive it was cedric <laughs> Uh, and I, the I legend I of Cedric. Him, um, besides, at the entrance of the pre-show, I saw him in the in the garden also one time. He was scaring people then. So um, Cedric, if you're listening to this, yeah, keep going. Keep 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 up the good work, man. Yes. All the other cast members, same thing, yeah. <laughs> same thing. It yeah. is upon your shoulders the park is carried. Yes, true. But uh, enough about. Now. I, w I was was going to call it patriotism. But it's not like we're <laughs> living in Disneyland. <laughs> so mm. it's a land. Sort of. We can be patriotic about the land. It's our home country, let's be honest. Disneyland is my country. But as a matter of fact, we were talking about queues. And we were just uh, passing the the Phantom Manor entrance. And yes, I would, I would w like to say one thing. Let's mm -hmm. maybe pick up the pace slightly. No. Because we've already been talking for an hour. It's great. <laughs> yeah, but we, I, I still want people to be listening. If it's five hours long, I don't know if even Baptiste will listen to that. I'm sorry, Baptiste. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Strap in. All right, so we're just passing the, 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 the entrance fence and we are at this little plaza and left of us are the stairs. We have to climb up to go to the queue or when you're in a wheelchair, you have this slope to go up at the, into the queue. Um, 
Yeah, and, and here especially, again, the landscaping is a very, very strong part of the of the teaming, of the environment, of the, the mood, as you like to call it. Um, and it's very much the feeling of, of sorrow and uh, you have these uh, weeping willows and the intertwined hazel trees, dead trees, um, a lot of invasive plants like ivy and uh, wisteria, which are which have free play to roam around uh, the Phantom Manor grounds. Um, and, and what I like uh, even the most, besides like having dead trees or, or weeping willows, is having these very old trees. There, there are uh, a few uh, haythorn uh, trees, uh, which are more than 80 years old, which makes of the place very... Um, Makes the makes it the space feel lived yeah. in, um, because when you walk there and you look at the tree, unconsciously you're thinking, this is, has been here for a very long time. Subconsciously you're thinking. If you're thinking unconsciously, <laughs> um, subconsciously, I'm sorry. Go um, to first date, please. <laughs> very nice first date on Main Street. Just putting that out there. Very nice what? First aid. Ah, that, uh, I thought you said very nice first date on Main <laughs> Street. I thought. Also, if, ah, uh, if anyone... Let's, let's date in the first date. <laughs> Ooh. There's a copy of um, Discovery Bay there. Or you can just go to Waltz. Well, no, because it's always close. But you can go to Waltz and uh, watch just the real... If you want to view a copy, not go to Waltz because it's closed. Uh, break a leg. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Or have a headache, whatever. Or have a headache, or just, or just push slip. your friend into yeah, <laughs> S- slip over a patch of ice or something. <laughs> Not that anyone would do that in Disneyland. Unheard of. Anyway, trees. Um, yeah, so I, I like this this old trees and and I uh, I know when they were building Galaxy's Edge, they were also just going around houses asking for people if they could buy their trees because it, they were passing somewhere and they were like, that's a very nice tree. <laughs> Let's go up and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Window shopping on a whole other <laughs> level, just going by front yards. I want that, I want that, I want that. Give it to me. Just passing by a garage hill. I want that tree. Uh, sir, it's it's my stuff here. No, no, no. No, no, no the tree. I give you five bucks. No, but it, it's a very important part of this area that it, that, it, that the, those trees aren't like five years old, ten years old, but it's a very old, um, uncared for uh, space. Which is quite easily easy to maintain, I guess. You just mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> Solved uh-huh. the teaming does itself. <laughs> um yeah, and 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 it it makes clear that the times where the garden um, was beautiful, maintained, and the, the pathways were lined with roses. That's a it's very long time ago. Um, so this is the the entrance plaza, and we go on, and we uh, we climb up the stairs. Uh, then on the left side we have this gazebo, which I very like. This wooden and glass gazebo, um, where where uh, there are. Uh, is about to be served or was about to be served before everybody uh, disappeared Ooh. spooky <laughs> alrighty <laughs> um, 
Okay, we will um, uh, speed up a little bit. Uh, we go to the doors. The cast member says, how many in your party? You say... Two. One, I don't have any friends. Uh, it was my entire Walt Disney World vacation. Uh, party indeed. of one. <laughs> you only read one to, t- uh, lead one to party, yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Uh, two to tango, one to party. Yeah. Uh, and then the very first uh, yeah, space inside the Phantom Manor is the foyer where guests step into this dilapidated uh, foyer ravaged by the passing of time uh, where they where you can see a painting of the bride with an ominous figure uh, next to the phantom yeah which for me that's where the ride begins personally i know Mm -hmm. technically that's still the the queue but to me the experience starts the moment you enter the house there isn't a, a, a slow moment after you, you can have a few minutes in the in the hallway in the door in the boarding room um but even that it's such beautiful to uh, to just yeah. watch the paintings over there it's not something you couldn't sp- well you physically couldn't speed people through the the pre-show because it's the lift that takes you down so you can't but if even you if can you can in, uh, in in uh, in disney world but even even if it was an option, mm-hmm. I I don't think you you can philosophically speaking. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you, you tearing a scene out of pirates. <laughs> it's just boarding it up with giant uh, wooden balls. Like nothing to see here. The pirates are uh, on vacation. Eating waffles. Uh, are eating? Yeah, yeah. They're they're out of better. They're baking waffles. Fuck off. And and in this way, so you have this dilapidated um, foyer. And then a ghost, uh, a ghost, a voice. Well, he's a ghost. The ghost host uh, start to speak, and it's none other than <laughs> silence of new. It's none other Vincent than Vincent Price. Vincent not Price. not Vincent Price, but Vincent Price. Vincent Price and not Vincent Price being Bernard Alain, Alain, whatever you, whatever it is pronounced. Sorry, Bernard. Bernard uh, Alain. Alain. Oh, yeah. um, Baguette. With, uh, uh, during the, the refurb, they pulled all the original Abbey Road uh, reels out of storage and made uh, a new hybrid. No, they didn't. No, I, I see you making a <laughs> joke. I see it in your eyes. Yeah, I was going to make a joke. First <laughs> time the ride opened after the refurb is like, uh, here comes this. Doodle doo doo. Ah, shit, wrong Abbey Road. <laughs> Um, so they made this hybrid of this uh, because it used to be a, a, a fully French ghost host uh, uh, being Gérard Chevalier uh, which was the man they always used when they needed to dub uh, Vincent Price in, uh, yeah. in, in in movies but now you have this hybrid ghost host partly French, partly yeah. um, uh, English and which makes me wonder why they didn't just being French in the story because you're in this frontier America with a lot of French settlers why yeah, is it yeah. a, a, a French yeah. family but you know the fact that, that the ghost host is Vincent Price mm-hmm. 
it's like the fucking it's the coolest thing ever man <laughs> like really if there is if you could pick anyone to be the voice of your haunted house there's two people it's Boris Karloff who was Frankenstein a lot of other popular a lot of other big roles in all the popular universal mm-hmm. horror movies and the other famous universal horror star Vincent Price they, we- their voices are so iconic they are the voice of horror for for so many generations of people they are the pure embodiment of horror Would you which mind is one of the things that that makes our new refurb version better than the old one because it's Vincent Price and Vincent uh-huh. Price is awesome and better than all the other versions <laughs> in the world because we we have an absolute legend as the ghost host who it might be like he might be famous in like imagineering circles and people obsessed like us in America. <laughs> the guy doing their voice. But they don't have they don't have Vincent fucking Price. Vincent the, fucking Price. Vincent fucking Price. That's the only acceptable way to <laughs> yell his name. Vincent fucking Price. Would you mind having a um because he recorded originally, he also recorded the, the French version, but in slightly worse French than a Frenchman would do. Would you mind if you if you just think about the F Would I mind it being Vincent fucking Price? <laughs> no. No Would I Would you mind, mind in the Efteling a um Dutch a Dutch uh, spiel being recorded by an Englishman which with Yes, so because I can stand Englishmen and I can't stand Dutchmen, so yeah. it's <laughs> it's a win win scenario. <laughs> Ah, oh, let's alienate some more nationalities. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dutch people. You're like us. You're like Belgians, but you're pushy. <laughs> and you make cheese. Oh, uh, that's a good thing. I-, I never said it was a bad thing. Yeah, I saw it in your eyes. Um, <laughs> Are you holding the fact that I'm not that into cheese against <laughs> yes, me again? of course. Dear listeners, you can't imagine the times this man has held it against me that I'm just not that into cheese. You're into not a lot of uh, things to eat. Oh, be glad I'm not fucking Jonas. He can't <laughs> stand any vegetable that isn't that isn't warm. Which was a nice thing uh, in Walt Disney World. So we can oh, see, yes. we always could see uh, the things on the menu which had vegetables in it. And he would take something without vegetables. So we would see the whole menu on our yeah. table. Well, not vegetables. It didn't have cold vegetables cold in it. Cold vegetables. But As many things most of the times not have. vegetables. <laughs> well, there were. Th- that's the thing about food in Walt Disney World. He actually there did eat food. a lot of dishes. He did actually eat a lot of dishes with with vegetables in it, warm vegetables, which is something you probably wouldn't find in Disneyland or not a lot, except when you're paying for um, Walt. Mm. Yeah, for you're paying for a lot. Was what I'm going to say, but that's not a sentence. <laughs> But anyway, let's not rant about the food in Disneyland Paris. So today. you're in this foyer, Vincent Price and not Vincent Price are talking. Yeah. Um, and then this, this foyer magic, magic, magically transforms into the former version of the foyer, which is not dilapidated, which is a beautiful, uh, freshly painted foyer. And um, the painting of... Uh, of the of the bride and and the the ominous figure being the phantom transforms to uh, 
Henry Ravenwood standing next to his daughter, which is the first ever indication in our Phantom Manor after the refurb that uh, Henry Ravenswood is in fact the ghost host. And then it's time to go to the stretching room. Ah, oh, the stretching room. <laughs> but yeah. Which has a C reference. It indeed has a C reference. So yeah, the, the, the porters changed. Mm-hmm. After the refurb, I think we had the same ones as mo- as like the 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 mansion, right? With like the uh, no, we had the uh, same ID, different rendition. Uh, ours were by uh, Julie's Fenson, and I'm probably butchering that name too, um, and uh, not by uh, Mark Davis, but they were in the same ID, same kind of paintings. But now there are... Wait. I didn't know those were Mark Davis paintings, but you say it's Mark Davis, and, well, yeah, it's exactly Mark Davis' style. I don't know why I didn't notice that. <laughs> I am an imbecile, so... Um. So now the, the, the paintings no longer show uh, four portraits that are Melanie-centered, um, but Melanie is on all four of them, next to her suitor, her potential man that will... Have an, uh, all will have an uh, unfaithful death. You have Barry Claude, who's been, uh, who was trapped in a tree and uh, a bear clawed his and way And he up. was clawed up by a bear? B- by a berry. <laughs> you have Captain Rowan D. Falls, who's plummeted over a waterfall in a rowboat. Rowan who D. Falls. Who might be might he probably he is related to um the famed explorer and uh founder of jungle cruise dr albert falls yes after whose Schweitzer falls was named of course and he discovered more importantly the backside, backside of, of water, water. O2 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 h <laughs> Alright, so now we that's have, uh, out of our we system. Have, I think the v- probably the first reference to C in Disneyland Paris. Isn't there a C reference in um Oh Formal no, Hades, never mind. We have the Explorers Club. Club. Yeah. Yeah. But Explorers Club is Aha, not I knew a thing. Yeah. Yeah, alright. <laughs> yeah, I knew a thing for a change. But then we go uh it's uh Ignatius Iggy Knight, who gets uh, blown to little bits by dynamite. He was ignited. Uh. And um, the good man, Sawyer Bottom, who was sawed in half. Not, he was, his bottom wasn't sawed off. That would be weird. He was just sawed in half. Ah, the pun counter is going crazy. <laughs> I don't have to do it for a change, which is refreshing. And then we have uh, like the same as in the American parks. Uh, the 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 roof disappears all of the sudden. We see windows, uh, although it's a room without with no doors and no windows. Um, and we see Henry Ravenswood swinging with his rope, inviting which us to yeah die. Which, for the record isn't always very clear. Uh, 
it's very clear he's standing there. It wasn't clear before with the skeleton, but now yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now it is better, but I still have trouble uh, uh, fully seeing the scene. But I'm, as I see, an imbecile, and I can't see for shit. So you're running over some kids. Where, where, where is that skeleton hanging? Ghost kids. So I'm running through them. Aha. Which clever. Isn't that much of a problem? I think. I don't know. I don't know how ghosts feel about being run through. I don't know many ghosts. I haven't asked them. So, get off my back. Potential, <laughs> potential angry email by a ghost. <laughs> if, if you, you are, are a ghost, ghost and listening, to please that. tweet at us. <laughs> we, um, we want. We have many questions. Uh, and so we the 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 stretching room uh, is an elevator, just like in California. It takes us down, allowing us to go underneath the berm of the park and go to the show building where is the where the last two parts of the queue are being the the hallway where uh, the portraits of transforming paintings are uh, exposing again Henry Ravenswood as the phantom and also as the killer of uh, of all the the potential mans of Mel- uh, Melanie and then at the hen- end of this hallway we have the portrait of Melanie Ravenswood the bride the bride and then the very last part Indeed. of the queue is the grand staircase which is a beautiful uh oh, yes. boarding scene uh so big stairs with giant windows um and the the windows uh, show us uh breed trenches uh, who are m- uh, which are lit by the moon um and uh since the refurb in 2017 Melanie is on top of these stairs, staring outside through the windows. Staring. Ah. Alrighty. Staring. She's on some stairs. She's stairs. Yeah. Rowan D. Falls. (laughs) Rowan D. Falls. Sire bottom. (laughs) Alright. There's one effect that's gone from that scene, which I really liked although the scene is now also very beautiful is that the um the grand staircase and the and every color in that scene used to be gray and the color was projected onto that scene so when there With was the a flash of lightning outside the whole scene would drain of color and you couldn't see any color because everything was green and then when the the lightning was gone the color would be pro- projected again which is a very cool effect but now we have a very still standing <laughs> bride on top of our uh, staircase. And Staring. then we board, and that's the end of the queue. That's the end of the queue. For me, the queue has already ended uh, for a long time. <laughs> but I, I see that technically, yes, that is a queue that, because we're that, not in the uh, right yet. In that way of thinking, the queue of Flight of Passage never begins never begins which is a thing for the, the greatest cues are attractions unto itself mm-hmm. they are tiny walkthrough attractions yeah, i think flight of passage flight of passage could be easily a walkthrough the the queue of flight of easily passage could be a walkthrough attraction i think star tours could be a walkthrough attraction maybe yes, it was yes, a yes, little yes, longer yes. although you have two big scenes uh, yeah throw throw some 
closer up photo opportunities in there and you have a very good walkthrough. Um, yeah, that may be about it. Pirates, if it has Pirates a scene or two yeah, more. It it do, it's too... Um, yeah, it, it doesn't really have a, a scene of any substance. Star Tours mm -hmm. has like 3PO and, and Speeder and you can see some people walking by a window. You've got the droids. But mm -hmm. Pyre doesn't really have something of, of... I hesitate to use the word entertainment value because it kind of... It, it, it's entertaining in its own right, the uh, Pirate's queue. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 in details and in props and in lighting, not in an actual thing yeah, being in dancing in front of your eyes. <laughs> well, uh, more I, dancing I, animatronics. I propose now we're talking about Star Tours. Uh, we go to Star Tours. Um, we do some bad cues. We do flight. And then maybe do some of the others in you had Ratatouille plant mm -hmm. to Ratatouille in passing because this this episode is going to be five hours long otherwise. You want to pass on Ratatouille? Disgusting. No, I don't want to pass on Ratatouille. I want to do Ratatouille slightly faster than all the other ones. We're only one hour. <laughs> We're one and a half hours uh, into this. Maybe but we can uh, just rant for a second. <laughs> I have some things to rant about. What do you want to rant about, Lars? Fucking Crush Coaster. Ah, sure. We'll get into we get into <laughs> Crush Coaster. Vent about Crush Coaster, please. What a piece of shit of a cue is that? Let's take it uh, one step further. What an overrated ride Crush Coaster is. Two. I don't want to ride. I want. I don't want to fucking wait five hours for Crush Coaster because it's always five hours long in the dullest, dullest fucking environment known to man. I think if the queue was better, I would ride it more. Because yeah, because most of your experience is in in the queue because every third car that left the station breaks down. Because apparently it's really hard to make a ride that functions. But okay, so Unlike every other ride in the park. Uh, that don't know Disneyland Paris that well or don't know the studios that well. We have these two big blue boxes with turtles painted mm. on it. Then on the Beauty. side we have a beautiful ugly iron canopy where you can stand under for 70 minutes. Um, it's one of the most... Horrible, never-ending cues ever. You have this iron canopy with no teaming underneath. There are like three harbor poles, a few little billboards, and that's it. And it takes fucking forever <laughs> to fucking get through that queue and get inside. Inside part is... Uh, basic good even there's 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 seagulls What's yeah that's know? the best part i want a photo opportunity outside of the outside of the yeah, section with the two sequels and then i never have to get the sequels two sequels ah yes sequels, two sequels yeah. dory finding is dory, outside <laughs> finding, finding dory and finding crush 
finding uh, the use of this worthless attraction. No, I want these two uh, seagulls outside and then it's literally it for me. Um, I have a pitch for you. I want you have a pitch for me. to sell on Etsy a Crash Coaster su survival pack. Like <laughs> imagine... I'm listening. You're forced to... You're forced to be in that queue or you wandered in and you didn't know what was going to happen and all of a sudden you're in this queue. It's horrible. It's cold. There's nothing to look at. What do we need? Um, needle of heroin. <laughs> to just inject yourself and, I don't know, become a walking zombie because everything is better than uh, being there. I propose also bring a DVD... 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 Of Finding Nemo, so you can actually enjoy the IP yeah. while you're there. Or um, just a file on your phone is good, Laserdisc, VHS, Betamax, <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever is needed. Bring a projector. Bring just a so projector. You can enjoy the check because it's a nice movie. It's a nice IP. It's a good movie. It's a yeah, 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 yeah. Terrible thing out there. Tissues to cry about the weight. Tissues, in nails to nail into your eyes. Uh, maybe if you sneak it into the parks, like some bottles of vodka. Maybe maybe don't swallow your microphone because you're you're rallying, yelling very loud, very <laughs> close to your mic, and you're. I am um, nearing being deaf. I've I've had it with this attraction. I've <laughs> had to stand in that queue for people I was in Disneyland with that absolutely wanted to ride it. I've I've stand there in that queue. Too many times, and I hated every single minute of it. I have done the attraction as a full of once. With me. I don't With know why I have made you do this. And we, we actually crawled over the fencing to escape <laughs> the queue <laughs> so we could go get fast passes for Ratatouille. Yes. And we almost didn't get back into the queue. <laughs> because you're not supposed to do that. But then you're we not supposed to do that, children. The fast pass, and she was like, "And it was like, I got you, fam. I got yeah. Of course, she went to get fucking fast passes for Ratatouille, which had just just opened the time. I think we need to make a batch for the survival pack too. That says like, I hate it here too. So if there are multiple people in the in the in the row with the batch on, you can high five them. You're all hating it. Well, not high five during COVID. Sanitize your hands. High five. Sanitize hands again." Or just cut off your hand. <laughs> Extreme sanitation. No, I think you don't need your hand. We have to make these survival packs and just sell them at Great the end of the attraction. Great idea. I'll uh, look for the heroin. You uh, look for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a queue. So boring. They needed an online game in order so that guests in so. <laughs> Just purely so guests won't commit suicide. And it's a fucking stupid game. It's, yeah. Why I've never started the up the game. Oh, it's horrible and it doesn't work properly. And it's oh, even worse than the queue. Oh. Anyway, since we were talking about escaping the queue for... Escape of Gringo from Gringos. Later, later, last okay. week. Um, let's talk about the place we escaped to. 
Ratatouille. L'aventure totalement toquée de Rémi, or something in French. I don't know. Something very long, something... <laughs> something uh... long in French. Yes. I was looking forward to that being the, the, the title of the ride in, uh, in Orlando, in Epcot. <laughs> and having American people uh, yes, pronounce... Uh, yeah, we're going to... Uh, Going to the food ride, <laughs> which is all of Epcot, all of Epcot. Th is that food one ride. food ride. It's the reason you go to Epcot. All right, for the but food and the drink, mm, Beverly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I never drank Beverly because there never is Beverly anymore. Yeah, there is. It was just, they were just out of Beverly when we were there. Ah, I thought it was just gone. No, because. I drink it's illegal lots of to stock. <laughs> it's illegal to feed people poison. Beverly has been gone uh, from the market for uh, a long, long time now. It's only sold in uh, Disney World and in these big Coca-Cola shops. It's the only place you can uh, buy. You can only get Beverly for free, I think. Ooh, that says a lot about a drink <laughs> if you can only get it for free. If you are from Belgium, you want to try Beverly, but you can't go to Walt Disney World, just go to the, to the Aldi, or if you are from Germany or other shops in Europe. Aldis uh, are a very uh, universal concept. They're in, universal in the UK too. European, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. go to the Aldi. Universal, <laughs> not universal team. Other park. universal. <laughs> Widely known. Um, go to an Aldi, buy River Schweppes. <laughs> it's Beverly. It's great. River it's Schweppes. Uh, All right, but Ratatouille, it's a good cue. So it, it, I think it's mostly a good cue. Yeah, it's, uh, it has more potential. It's, um, yeah, like it's the outside bit is just uh, zigzagging through... Wait, 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 wait. Let's back up a bit area. to the actual entrance. So the actual entrance. Excuse me. We're on this uh, little Parisian square. Uh, it's in the Haussmann style, the typical architectural style of of of, of Paris, and we enter um, uh, through this Parisian theater uh, with with beautiful ticket booths uh, at the entrance. Uh, cast members welcoming uh, the guests uh, and. At that point, you're still human-sized because as the uh, as the queue will progress, you will get well. The set will get bigger, but so the guest will get smaller uh, until you're the size of a rat yeah. and board. They realize you're not actually getting smaller. I think people. Um, I'm a great advocate of uh, adventure through inner space, where you where they shrink you to the size smaller than an atom. And I believe they do this. Lars, uh, that that too um, is an illusion. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to, Time to break it to you. And <laughs> Time travel and shrinking. Time travel and shrinking. Yeah. <laughs> no. Then the uh, the outdoor queue is uh, is uh, it's like this covered alleyway with this uh, beautiful ornate canopy. Uh, it's quite of a weird. It's like an alleyway, but it's this beautiful structure. But it's a Parisian alleyway. It's shit, but it's beautiful shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you have these these uh, d 
delivery uh, entrances, like backside alleyway entrances, but at the same time you have this hotel the Backside entrances. of alleyway, the ninth world wonder. <laughs> no, I can't spell uh, <laughs> alleyway. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Um, it's a, it's a, well, it's an outer part of a queue. It's not as good as the rest of the queue. It's a zigzag queue. Uh, it has a maximal amount of people per square meters. Not that fun, but there are some great billboards with more potential because they are uh, billboards of the Gusto's microwave uh, for haggis snacks, burritos, and toothpicking chicken, which I like to say toothpicking chicken. It's almost as good yeah. as Andorian tipiet. Almost. Toothpicking chicken. And which all but we would make almost as good of a, a food option <laughs> in fucking studios. Are they are they we need blind? This as a counter service or just as a they have like these little booths outside which are selling yeah, 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 yeah. Um, food from or all over France or sometimes when 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 it's the right time of the year all over the world. We need these gustos like quick service dishes like i i there's something i i really do want to know the people who invent the food for the disneyland paris, paris. theme park mm. there's two options or they are blind idiots because good food options are everywhere like the 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 get the the the, the concept art that you shared on our twitter of the guy uh, selling snake oil yes is a great drink option for Frontierland, but I digress. So are they blind idiots so they can't see? Or are they actually not blind idiots? And is there some other factor working in on them that all the food is utter shite? I think you're in, pa you're in, you're in France. Good food isn't that difficult. No, indeed. So... What what monstrosity is bothering them that they can't do it? And they know how to do it. They have like Shiremi, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, a more expensive option. But get some good counter service in in those parks. Ah, and, get and some. It's so easy. Just do the. You can use your IP. Be in team with your with your park. <sighs> yep. Let's let's keep that rant for uh, an episode, <laughs> a rant episode about Disneyland. I have uh, something food. more to say about food because in other there's a beautiful reference in this outdoor um, outdoor part of the queue, which is an entrance to uh, Hotel du Marché, which is a reference to uh, Paul Bocuse, which is the godfather of the French gastronomy. Um, who was a great advocate for La Cuisine du Marché, so Hotel du Marché, La Cuisine du Marché. It's buying uh, these great uh, local products from the market and cook with that, uh, cook your meals with, with, with these uh, products. Um, this man, which is a very important man for food in, in, in France, was a consultant on Bistro Jérémy. So the food people know how to do it so know they, who to yeah. get and uh, yeah 
En dan, fun fact, his son, Jérôme Bocuse, runs all the restaurants in the French Pavilion in Epcot and will soon, when uh, the Ratatouille ride opens, will also run the creperie. So that's the son of, uh, of this very famous Paul Bocuse. That, that, that's really, really crazy. Because I, to be honest, I have no idea who Paul Bocuse is. I, I know nothing about I knew food. his name. I, I, I d- But the name Bocuse rings a bell. Yeah. But that the, the fact that the godfather of French gastronomy mm-hmm. was a consultant on a Ratatouille restaurant, <laughs> that's, that's some next level shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the love the letter is, to... F- is running... Yeah, his son is running the, the airport. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really, really cool. It's, it's come full circle. Uh, Ratatouille is a love letter to French cuisine. Mm-hmm. They make a ride, and the godfather of French cuisine... Is consulting. Is consulting. It's all I full circle. The, the, the world is, is well again, <laughs> kind of. It isn't, but let's pretend it is for like one second. All right, and then... Uh, uh, it's time to go inside to leave the outdoor area of the queue uh, and this is the moment the guests start to shrink everything around them gets bigger the the little hallway leading to the first uh, scene which is the, the Parisian rooftops uh, the wallpaper gets uh, bigger if you walk through the through the hallway so you become smaller and smaller and then you're on these um, romantical, romantic uh, rooftop of Paris, rooftops um, of Paris at night, which is a very, very nice piece of, of yeah. queuing. And and which is weird that the rooftops of a very specific place mm-hmm. in the world are so iconic. Mm-hmm. It's also it, it it's Parisian rooftops, but it's Ratatouille's Parisian rooftops is romanticized uh, yeah it is but even if you put that mm-hmm. somewhere else that in, in a right well if you're going to Ratatouille you know you're going to be in Paris mm-hmm. and we are in Paris when we're in Disneyland Paris it's in the name fun fact fun fact Disneyland Paris is in Paris <laughs> but if you put it somewhere else somewhere you wouldn't know mm-hmm. you're entering Paris people would still know you're on the Parisian rooftops because there's something about Parisian rooftops, apparently, that we all know that we're on a Parisian rooftop. Yeah, the the the, the houseman style is very recognizable. It's a it's a beautiful style. It works very well in the city and it works very well as a as a part of the queue. And and the the, the sound design in this part of the queue is so amazing. You you hear dogs barking in the far distance. Yeah, you hear yeah. cars. You hear motorcycles. You hear. Uh, uh, a, a woman or a girl singing in, yeah. in one of the windows. Uh, I think it's Le Festin. I'm not sure. Or, or yeah, one yeah, of yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Well, like a, a rendition of the, the main yeah. theme of Ratatouille. But one thing. Mm-hmm. If you're a man named Houseman <laughs> and you actually become an architect, <laughs> that's like, that's like architect. destiny. Yeah, you're the architect. <laughs> Your name's Houseman. You are house houseman the houseman. I don't know if the, if you need proof that there is there is a god that orchestrates everything in the world. I think I think we got it. I think we got it. <laughs> there there is a god. There Ask houseman. 
Uh, so you have this 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 beautiful romantic scene, and then this will lead us to the to the load area where the shrinking becomes fully your the your the size of the rat. But for me, the the hallway in between is very weird. So we we're at this first part. I uh, know what you mean. Parisian rooftop. But the the place where you get your glasses, they have it's a brick wall, but the bricks are human sized. So you go from this first uh -huh. set of rooftops, you're you're being enlarged. Everything is large again uh, around you. Then you go through a hallway. You're human, and then you go to the to the last scene, to the docking station, and you're the size of a rat. But one thing that is very intimate. The, the the bins in which our glasses lay <laughs> do look like deep fryers. <laughs> Aha! Aha. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't intentional. They look like deep fryers in Star Tours 2. Yeah, but it the, works the, very well the, in the... But it works really <laughs> well here. <laughs> ah, some rats making Pont Pont Neuf. Nice, cool. <laughs> and then the load area, uh, the shrink is complete and everything around you is huge. Chimneys, windows, the, the gutter. Um, and then uh, Le Festin place, uh, re-orchestrated by Michael Giacchino for Michael the ride. Michael Giacchino. Uh, and now I want to plug again Trader Brandon or Brandon Clay. Ah. Um, oh I yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna plug his um, his final uh, of the comics, uh, the Untold Adventures of Trader Brandon, with the Trader Brandon team uh, orchestrated by. I uh, I I knew it. We were <laughs> going. We we're starting to talk about the ride, and I knew you were going to get. You're going to shoehorn in Michael Giacchino, <laughs> which isn't hard. There's no shoeing nor any horning needed for that. And I knew you were going to link it to 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 Trader Brandon to plug his fucking vinyl. Brandon is, I love his site. I, I he he has you all are, my money. You're up. <laughs> yeah, he has he has all <laughs> of it. He think he has more than all of it. <laughs> He's your future money too. <laughs> Very true. So I uh, I uh, recommend the vinyl. Mine is on the way. It's uh, I think it will of ship in it a is. few days. Uh, I pre-ordered it, so I will have the slip mat. But I we technically have his dice. Technically. Technically, if if you we ever do see still each other yeah. again in uh, if the world stops sending seven, seven years or something. Um, so load load area, beautiful, uh, ugly red mobiles. Whatever, that's part of the ride, not the queue anymore. But I want to talk about single rider and fast pass. Yeah, I. Where is the queue? <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, Just the hallway. That's one of the big dilemmas when going to Ratatouille. Yeah. You, you kind of want to do single rider or fast pass because the first part of the queue isn't really that no, you, interesting. You, you, When you choose not to do single rider or fast pass, you choose it for this, what seven minute Parisian scene, yeah. which uh, we. But often I must admit do. that the Gusto sign is brilliant. I love the Gusto yeah, sign. Yeah, the, the yeah, it's um. Like the, I did we talk no. about the Gusto <laughs> sign? No, we forgot. It. So okay. on the Parisian rooftops, <laughs> there's a big Gusto sign that, like in the movies, moves 
like when I don't know Remy is hallucinating because mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know what the red does in his free time smoke weed or something, and uh, he he starts talking and sometimes one of the stars blinks out and he knocks on it with his with his frying pan and it lights up again and it just looks fantastic. The only gripe I've got with it, it doesn't move often enough. No, it's uh, yeah, but I think when you're doing the normal line because when you do the fast pass you can catch a glimpse on it on your right yeah. upper corner like a <laughs> you see a, a little gap with the sign uh, I don't know how, how many times you see a move when you're going through the actual ride which because of the outside part and, and the Parisian Parisian roofs being that short we do not often it's mostly single riders sometimes fast pass mostly yeah. also not fast pass Right. No, the fast passes run out quite quickly for yeah. uh, Ratatouille, still. And we are mostly not uh, in the park in the morning. We are uh, at a good park in Disneyland Paris. Ooh, uh, yeah, true, sadly. <laughs> but all right, uh, that, that was Ratatouille we at a good tempo. We can keep uh, Star Tours for its own episode. Maybe, maybe that's... A, but let's talk just about the, the, what we think about the Star Tours. Wait uh, we already said it would be a good uh, a good walkthrough, so... Yeah, it's a good walk. I, I, I absolutely love the Star Tours line. I do not detest any second that I'm in the Star Tours line, <laughs> mainly because since the uh, refurb with the adventure continues, we have taken it upon ourselves to... Um, look at every single detail and scrutinize the living fuck out of it. <laughs> As you remember, there are crates at um, the latter part of the line with like the um, luggage control droid and the, the scanning. The scanning droid that scans for diseases did start to predict COVID. <laughs> maybe, maybe it did. It probably did. Is Tony the Messiah? Yes, he is. But <laughs> in that part, there's some crates, there's some R2 units. Rex is in a crate being multiple rexes multiple rexes like malfunctioning and all and there was one crate that was mostly closed off yeah it's no it's very it's very 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 dark <laughs> it no but it, it used to be really dark and really closed off for yeah, like one uh, small port it's now yeah. opened up more and there is a droid inside of it and when you look it isn't in the it kind of is the Star Wars style, but it isn't a droid that we recognize. It isn't an R2 unit. It isn't mm -hmm. a gonk droid or, or a mouse droid or something. It mm -hmm. was something of its own. And there was an emblem on his chest, which was the only part we could see. So we did the ride a few times. And let's be honest, we did it because it's a good ride. But we did it also because we wanted to know what was in the crate. Mm -hmm. And, and we didn't want a flash. <laughs> and we didn't want to use flash photography because people use flash photography where there isn't any light in a Disney park. Um, there's a special place in hell for you. But eventually, in our I last I thought you visit, were going to make a Firefly reference, but... No, well, kind of. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that and people who talk in theater. Uh -huh. Um... But uh, on our last visit, the, the box was actually opened. And in the box is... <laughs> last visit, three years ago. <laughs> no, no. The, the, 
last time or the time before that the box was actually opened and we could actually properly see what was inside of it. Or the light was just a little stronger that day. No, no, you could see the full face of the droid. Uh-huh. Which okay. was uh, Roxen. Uh-huh. R-X-N. R-X-N. Or Roxen. The droid that used to be in the weird arcade thingy, <laughs> which had, frankly, no right of existence, <laughs> except that there's a pot racing arcade game. Mm-hmm. And now it's and a shop. Now it's it's a shop, which is way more appropriate. It's I don't know why I really wanted to talk about Roxin being in the box, but I don't think many people know that Roxin is in the box. Uh, no, you you. It's uh, very very easy to uh, to very not easy to see miss. it. Um, but uh, the the Rex in the box is now available as a as a as a figure in Disneyland Paris, and I want him. It's it is. I want it. Very too. expensive. I think one twenty nine something or one zero nine um but i want him it's the it's it's not the the original one how he was standing in the in the in the star speeder but it's the one in the crate ready to be shipped and uh great merch great merch great merch yes yeah but just the the mood created in the uh in the star to right is is Mm -hmm. It's unparalleled. You you you're you are there. It is a waiting line for a shuttle. Fits, it always fits confused me as a kid that I didn't recognize the robots in the queue. Well, I, I recognized C three PO and R two D two, but uh, the 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 G two ninety, the the former goose. Of America Sings. And it's also weird that, well, for the original Star Tours, they took the America Sings animatronics, that they took the goose, because why not? It's cheap. Just pull off the feathers, put them in Star Tours. We have a nice robot. But then they built Star Tours in Europe, in Disneyland Paris, and they just replicate the goose. <laughs> Which is yeah. a little bit weird. And I was always so, did I miss something? Were they in the background of some CGI fest in uh, in in the prequels? But that's a gripe I've got with Star Wars as a whole. Mm-hmm. It is sometimes too preoccupied with coming up with new ideas, which is a good thing. Of course, it's a good thing. And apparently, oh, I spiders are a new idea now. Yeah, because yeah. that was a great episode. Yeah. We're talking about the Mandalorian for people who aren't aware of it. If you aren't aware of the Mandalorian, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Watch the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It's great. (laughs) Don't listen to us. Watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, what are you doing with your life? Chapter ten. It was the first Bat Mandalorian episode. It indeed was. Which says a lot about the TV show. It needs ten episodes before there's one that isn't very good. True. But um they're sometimes too preoccupied with coming up with something new. Mm-hmm. They forget they're in an existing universe and should maybe think about using something we already know that's in the universe. George R. Binks was new. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly <laughs> my point. It's what Mandalorian does very well. They, There's a lot of new things in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but Dave Filioni, the, the producer and director, and just creative mind behind it 
together with uh, John Favreau. Uh, Dave Filoni did the Clone Wars, so he knows a lot about Star Wars. He's friends with George Lucas, so he knows the Star Wars universe and and uses that to build new things based on old things. Mm-hmm. And my point is that in some of the movies, some of the droids are 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 so uh, disconnected from from other droids and types of droids we already know it's it's it, it doesn't feel star wars to me anymore not that there is a st- it's the movie itself feels like star wars of course it does the but sometimes the droid designs aren't they're a bit too far-fetched and i think the droids in the queue the uh, goose droid people yeah. kind of are too i can recognize some parts of it that are reminiscent of some some droids you can see in the background of episode four. But it does. I can I can that. live with the goose droid, but the yeah, I can live with them. I can live with them. Surely. Well, I, I I even like them. I would buy a figure of them if they if they sell figures and stuff. But I'm not claiming that I wouldn't give him my money <laughs> if there were figures of him. But the pilot in the pre-show, the pilot that is supposed to fly oh our star. Oh God, yes. That's oh, I such don't an ugly see, droid. Yeah, I don't. It's too because shiny. Because you see, you see him standing next to C-3PO, and C-3PO is all like his robotic, very slow, very weird walking way, and he's like almost waltzing out of the room. I I really don't get that. Even uh, even feels in the like prequels, feels like there are yeah. thousands of years in between those two droids. Even like the prequels, where where that that. Everything in the prequel is a bit more advanced than in the mm-hmm. original trilogy because, yeah, at the height of the Republic, everything was better then. But even then, there was a, a sense of a used universe that's mm-hmm. lived in. Even the shiny robots felt a bit wonky, like the the, 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 the protocol droids were all like wooden and stiff. None of them were perfect, but that robot is just too shiny and chrome it's something i've seen star trek not star wars where everything is utopian and shiny and perfect and lesser to star wars Ooh, bite me star trek fans <laughs> star wars is better i don't care what you think picard is cool i guess <laughs> okay i'll give you that i like picard but the rest is inferior <laughs> bite me uh, yes, uh, okay, Star Tours, other episodes. Probably. Yeah, I think I, I think, think we it, can, it really uh, merits an episode on itself. Flight Sorry, of you passage had to do all queue. that research. Oh, yes. Oh, Flight of Passage queue. <sighs> we spend a lot of time in this queue. So, on our two-week Florida trip, yeah. how many times were we in the queue? Lot. We did the we did the ride two times without queuing. We did the ride on opening. We were one of the f- first people to ride. Opening that as day. in when the park opened, not when the ride opened first. No, For yeah, the yeah. At yeah. Open, we weren't there on opening day. That would be crazy. Know, when the park opens and uh, yeah. and 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 the, the queue was uh, yeah closed off because manageable. Yeah, yeah, manageable. Three minutes. <laughs> manageable. <laughs> Uh, but then they close off the queue and you walk through the fast pass queue and you ignore all of the queue, which is one of the worst Not things in great. the world. 
Uh, so we did it two times, and we did once with a fast pass that we managed to score at the end of the day. Uh, so two times without queuing, and I think, what, eight times? With queuing? Six, eight? I think it's, uh, it's, it's more close to six. Six. Take we spent 12 hours in the queue. <laughs> um, Which is a long time. And I think it's a big compliment to um, Joe Rody and the, the, all the Imagineers. There were very few moments that I was bored in that yeah. queue. One of them, you had a water fountain. So it makes up a lot. <laughs> that's a bit of a boring part. Oh, but that's a very... Uh, 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 from a design from a designer standpoint, the the part with the water fountain is quite amazing. But let's let's begin at the at the beginning. What I the like, beginning. Um, like as a summarize of, of of flight of passage, is how it tells the story of this clash. Just like every part of Animal Kingdom, it's so animal, it's so much into in the dna of animal kingdom because it, the whole queue talks about this clash between what's man-made and natural um which which sums up the sums up the 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 themes of pandora but let's let's start at the beginning we get to the entrance of the of the of the ride there's no sign there mm. you just have to because why would there be Ver very first time i was very confused. I was walking through Pandora. I was confused too. And uh, I was like, okay, there is a ride. And there is a ride. But I don't know which one is which. And I guessed uh, going off of the of the waiting time. So, ah, that's Flight <laughs> of Passage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the um, yeah, so no sign. Doesn't really matter. You have to do them both. Um doesn't matter which one is which you shouldn't know doesn't matter um, and then you go up and then you go through this very curvy trail through a pandora forest uh which is absolutely stunning beautiful if i have to show if, if i meet someone am i talking about walt disney world and i want to show them a picture um picture i took in the queue looking down upon just where the the, the mm -hmm. non-queuing people walk with all the foliage and plants in front of them is one of the pictures i show because it's <laughs> it's beautiful beyond words and and it's even not they designed it as not a queue it's it's like the queue is very gently curving back and forth even if you are walking a straight line the handrails are curving back and forth and uh, it's not a zigzag outside it's very uh you don't you don't double back but you venture higher and higher and until you reach these caves and it's very this natural like wonder it's literally the eighth world wonder almost it is yeah it's a very 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 beautiful and those those cave paintings man okay then that's a uh, one yeah so we get to the caves oh, well yes, yeah we yeah. get to the caves <laughs> as you said just now uh -huh. beautiful and there's the caves itself are, are are filled with 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 ritual 
cave paintings done by the Navi, which there's a lot of them, a lot of them symbolizing the bond between um, man and the Navi because they now like mm -hmm. coexist, kumbaya and all. We aren't <laughs> evil anymore. Well, the evil ones are gone. Well, yeah, yeah. They're mm -hmm. not there anymore. But they'll probably return for the plot of the second movie because <laughs> we need someone to drive the plot forward. But this, I this guess. could easily be even after the fifth movie. We don't know yet. The, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We Pandora could be. Exactly. Yeah. World of Avatar. But um, yeah, there's a lot of imagery uh, around the, the movie. Luckily, I saw the movie quite a lot of times when I was a kid, so I could recognize, <laughs> like, Toruk Makto is. is Mm -hmm. um, beautiful big painting. Beautiful painting of like the uh, the the I I forgot the name. Yeah, the Toruk, but it's yeah. an English name. The the, the shadow of death. Ah. Yeah, the banshees yeah, are the small yeah. ones. We write. And a lot of banshee imagery too. And these this, and this hands of the of the of the Navi with the with, with the human, human. hands, and then as like a not really in the Easter egg, but you have this human avatar, uh, the the human version of the Navi, the avatars with the avatars, uh, yes. one less finger, having their handprints too. Don't you mean one more finger? Uh, one more, yeah, more yeah, human. Because Navi finger. have four fingers, humans have five. Yeah, no, they have. Yeah, wait. Navi have four fingers, pretty sure. <laughs> Probably. Googling. Ooh. Yeah, and, and then the human ones have five, right? Yeah. And then we were in that line <laughs> for <laughs> 12 hours. And because we are we, and as you have probably noticed, we examined the fuck out of everything, <laughs> including every cave painting. And we were very convinced we found a clue to the next Avatar movie, <laughs> namely, we, I think we thought everything. We thought we found like hints to the devil. We found yes, yes, ritual. Yes. <laughs> we, we have we have discussed every possible meaning of this cave painting, except for the one it is. You for the actual meaning. You can't find it on the internet. We asked it. Um, to people on, on Reddit, they all had their own theories. They were all wrong. Because in the end, we went to God himself. <laughs> we, we opened our Joe Twitter. We, uh, we searched for God. For God, it uh, popped up as Joe Rody. And we asked what was the, uh, what was the meaning of the yeah. painting. Let's maybe um, describe, describe the, the picture. The, the cave painting is of a few beings holding hands. One of them, some of most of them look sort of like Navi. One looks like one of the tiny monkey figures that's in the trees in the movie. One looks clearly like a Navi, but there's one, a red one, who has the physiological, the physiological, that's, that's a difficult word, <laughs> who looks like a Navi mostly, but he's red and he has three horns on his head. Yes. And he's uh, also the, the, the tail, but it's red. And then there is like, a, uh, like circles drawn on his chest. So so we, we thought... Oh yeah, all the figures have circles on their chests. Yeah. Um, 
and we taught, taught pretty much anything, anything and everything that's possible. And then we But asked, in the end. Do you want me to read the answer of God? Oh, yes, please. please. Right. Do, do, I, do I need to uh, read my question? No. Okay. No. Uh, just the so the we, we asked, what is this? Because this it can be and it can be this, blah, blah, blah. And then God answered, these are symbolic representations of the moons and the planets that surround Pandora, including Polyphemus, because they move in such erratic patterns, they each have their own personality. Basically, this is a planetary alignment. Which is such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful little detail. Which I, I don't think it's from the movies. I Well, it's not know. in the movies. Maybe it's in Maybe the lore, but... Yeah. It's, yeah. But I think uh, Joe and the team made up a lot of lore. Mm -hmm. Which it, it, They worked it closely with Jave Cameron. Uh, Jeff Cameron, yeah. James Jeff Cameron, Cameron <laughs> yes. He was uh, shot on the grassy knoll. Jeff <laughs> <GF> Cameron. <laughs> they were closely with uh, with uh, James Cameron and uh, on, on creating Pandora. So maybe it came out fourth out of some uh, uh, yeah movie artwork or movie lore, but it's it's very beautiful in this cave and and the way of of representing these planets as 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 characters, it's it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful really? little painting. Okay, and then we go through the caves, uh, which are a little bit of a zigzag uh, configuration. And we come to the first human structure. Um, a human space that is deliberately ugly and inorganic, which is in a, in a stark contrast. Um, to the caves and the, the natural wonders we just passed. Uh, there are doors, there, are, there is uh, fluorescent tube lightning, there's a water fixture, fixture uh, like you said. It's dirty, it's decaying, black mold is overtaking uh, this bunker. And one of the most beautiful things, uh, I think, uh, is the odd size of this room. Like normally in, um, in a queue, you're in a bigger space, which is divided by the zigzag pattern and, and it's tightly packed with people, or you're in a hallway configuration. But this just opens up to a odd size room. And when you follow the queue, there is like three meters to your left. That's non-used. Nothing's there. Yeah, there are some true. doors. It's, it's a very beautiful... It, it, it screams, I'm not a queue. You just wandered off into the wrong direction. Now you're here. Welcome to our bunker. I really love that. And it's it's a really cool water fountain. <laughs> Plus, it, it fills it up your butter really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, a beautiful thing about the like they chose uh, ugly lighting, lightning. Like the the caves have very beautiful lightning. It's almost. Uh, organic lightning it's it's like yeah, the flowers yeah, on the yeah. roof but this is very ugly uh human lightning and uh um made with like uh, f uh fluorescent tubes that you know from school or factories but in the tubes or or the uh, a kebab restaurant <laughs> <laughs> they always have that type of lightning it's, it's like <laughs> a rule i think you have to go to better kebab restaurants i think 
don't don't your local kebab restaurants always <laughs> have like these TL fluorescent tube lights? S- some of them, yeah. Many of them. <laughs> Many of them. Admit it. Um, but the beautiful thing is, this isn't really fluorescent tube lighting. These are LED lightnings it's programmed fake. to flicker. They programmed in the 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 fault a a uh, fluorescent tube does, like the flickering. Yeah. They do that. They fake this uh, this illusion with uh, with their LED lights, and you How hear it. How environmentally friendly. <laughs> True, but they but they, they, they do use they a lot of energy. Go above and beyond just to create yeah. this. They they create ugly lighting and they use their modern techniques. And you hear the the flickering of the tubes, which is just a sound effect, just to bring home this whole idea of mm. welcome to the shitty space and <laughs> enjoy yourself. Um. Yeah, so you're in this uh, human, uh, functional, old, dusty military bunker, which leads to a forest. But a forest that once was a human space that is now reclaimed by nature. This, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's at night, just like the, the, the boarding scene of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You're in this uh, not really outer space. And, and uh, I must say that... Uh, the space in between the uh, water fountain and your favorite oddly sized room and to the foresty labby bit, uh-huh. I think is a bit of a more boring piece. Part mm-hmm. of the queue. There isn't much there. There is a toilet now, so <laughs> we got that going. Okay. I um, <laughs> take back everything I just said. There's a toilet. Uh, no, point to disproven. Um, I think it's um, it has not that much of a visual stimuli, so you would take in the the, the little things that are there. So you have these plugs, these old military yeah. RDA plugs that are now overtaken by nature. So they show this uh, metal uh, infrastructure being overtaken by nature before actually going into this full-blown bioluminous bio. Lightning forest. <laughs> Words are difficult. Um, and it's beautiful how the 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 sounds of the animals grow loud again, just like they did outside when you just enter to queue. It's yeah, just yeah, 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 a, yeah. An, an orchestra of, of of animals making noises and 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 screaming to you that you're outside and screaming yes. to you they are taking back this piece of of. Uh, but I think you're doing it a disservice by just calling it a symphony and screaming, but because there's actually a logic behind mm-hmm. the animal noises. I, I said orchestra. <laughs> orchestras aren't logical. They just play whatever they want, don't they? Isn't uh, how orchestras work? <laughs> um, no, they, they yeah, react th- to each other and, and there's a hierarchy and there is a logic and there is... You can hear them scurrying through pipes when you're standing close yes. to pipes. Certain spots have their certain animal that calls from that certain spot. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the devil the devil isn't only painted on the wall, the devil <laughs> is also in the details. Aha! <laughs> oh, beautiful. I, I do not regret one single minute. Oh, no, 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 no. Standing there. 
And I've stood there multiple times a day alone, too. On my solo trip, I, I always did it at least two times a day, yeah. which is four hours of being in my own head, which is not the most fun place <laughs> to be. Uh, um, even I wouldn't want to be in your head. <laughs> um, so it's, it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, I can only imagine what your head looks like on the inside. <laughs> just Tony Baxter on a tiny bicycle, <laughs> just infinitely cycling in a big, white, empty space. Oh, one day we'll... And we sometimes, will... sometimes he stops and he whispers, nobody's a euro. <laughs> and then he just continues on cycling. One day we will infinity. have to do a Tony Baxter episode. Just talk about worship. how great he is. Three three hours of, of worship. When are we building this altar? I want my altar. I need my Tony Baxter altar. You've got an apartment. What's stopping you? True. Hmm. It's already a weird enough place filled with plants, shrunken heads, and weird paintings of a lion dog thing, abstract. <laughs> so, like an altar to a pagan designer god wouldn't really be that out of place. True. True, 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 true. So, uh, walking through this forest, clash between human and nature, and then we come to the lap. The fully... The lap. The lap, the lap matey. <laughs> come to this fully... <laughs> come to this um, man-made environment. Nature has... is now being displayed as, as signs. Um, and it's, it's filled with a lot of amazing details, a lot to look at. Um, we have the, the, the cryo chamber with one of the most amazing animatronics because it's floating in water. Yeah. Um, one thing. Uh, a cryo chamber is a chamber where somebody is frozen. I don't know what the chamber would be called. They call it that. But I think a, a cryo chamber is, is a bit of a misnomer. I got it from official sources. Then, I'm sorry to inform, but cryo chamber, uh, I think, is, is is wrong. But I think I think cryo implies um, frozen. Or maybe the official sources were wrong. That's also possible. Pandora, right there. Pandora. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Cryo actually means um, cold. Aha! We have found the fault in the system. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was called that when uh, when I was. Because all I always call it uh, big floaty navy thing. Big floaty tank name. man. <laughs> uh, the 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 animatronic in the in the tank is made by the same people who made this uh, amazing dolphin animatronic for uh, the Seas Pavilion yeah. in Epcot. So that's uh, they they, they really got something going there. You know, maybe a controversial statement, but uh, from all of like the, the big scenes in uh -huh. the queue, mm -hmm. I think the lab is the least interesting one. And I think for Which is weird. a lot of, not us people, uh, it's the one opposite. day people or one vacation people, it will probably be the most interesting part. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, it's, it's good, it's great. It's, great. it's filled with a part. lot of lot of detail yeah a lot of jokes a lot of books a lot of lot of objects found yeah. by uh, a certain 
Trader Sam Tiki Bar designer. <laughs> no, no idea who. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. who worked five it's years on it. Yeah, who it's, is it's a funny. who is a vinyl that you can pre-order? It should be paying us for that kind of exposure, man. What a hero! Like three people, Brendan Clay. We're exposing what you. What a to. hero! But I think it's 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 very in your face that area. True, true. But I think it isn't that's subtle the about its storytelling. That's the we have had the, the full-on nature part. We have the run that we have. Yeah, caves is also full-on nature, but with some human interaction. Then we have the the uh, rundown human part, the the bunker. Then we have the step behind that is the rundown bunker, but taken over by nature. And then we have this splendid, clean, everything is just right uh, lab. Yeah, and. and it's 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 as I said when we were talking about pirates and the lack of words, uh, spoken and mm -hmm. written in the queue. Sometimes you just need words in a queue mm -hmm. or in a themed place because words wouldn't be out of place. And this is a place where where words are. It, it's it's normal. It's a lab. Of course, there are words written down. Of course, there's science on display. Mm -hmm. Also, but beautiful. Thing. I like the other. Yeah, I like the other areas more because of yeah. the, the subtlety in storytelling. One of the beautiful things is uh, is the um, how the the queue lines in the in the uh, outside area and in the caves are all uh, um, not not nothing was straight and everything was uh, meandering through through the forest and through the caves and now it's all very straight uh, as much people yeah. per square meter as possible every everything is very efficient you're in in in, in human territory again everything is uh, straight and structured and efficient and i think of it's a very nice thing to not only show it in your uh, in your set design in your lightning but also you're walking straight now welcome to human land not pirate land this time but human land human land and then uh, when you get out of the lab, uh, there's one one more uh, beautiful thing. So the, the line, it, it's still very, everything from now on is a human environment, very human environment. But there is this, when you um, walk outside of the lab and you look uh, straight ahead of you, you see this beautiful mural. So you have this, human version of what was happening in the caves in the caves yeah. there were these banshees with uh, with navi uh, on top of them and now in this human environment you have this beautiful mural again of a, of a of a giant banshee with a navi on top of it which is just being painted it's 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 brand new it's clean it's beautiful and then on the on the the right corner higher up you have this rda logo who's been run down so it's you have this influence of the, the artist back and, and, and the Navi is important again and fuck the RDA and the logo is fading in the corner and there's this beautiful yeah, painting yeah. of the Navi. Yeah, and, and let's not forget the, the big screen on the wall yes. that shows uh, people in, in, in progress of, of riding their banshee linked to their mm -hmm. avatar. Mm -hmm. 
which is cool, you know, it, it doesn't really show anything big, but it adds a lot to, to the, uh, the feel of the attraction. It almost feels like, like I'm standing in, in a, in an airport, like, but not like the airport where you actually wait, but the, the, <laughs> the tower where the, the Navi star tours. Like, like, I mean, like the tower where the planes are being led, you can see, ah, that person's there being mm-hmm. led by their mm-hmm. guide. You can link there. That person can link there. Yeah, true, true. It, true. It's something small. It isn't really small because it's a giant screen. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's cool to look at. It's something dynamic in a otherwise uh-huh. still scene. True. And then you have to uh, make your way up or down to, uh, to get to your first pre-show. And indeed, we said first pre-show because there are two. Because of course, Joe Rody is not satisfied with only one pre-show. <laughs> he will take every pre-show, all of them. All of the pre-shows. All of the pre-shows. Uh, the stretching room, uh, the guy explaining special effects, uh, the whole shebang. Uh, and of course, very famous from uh, from from and and a man I I dearly love, <laughs> I want him as a friend, is um, David Danipur, which I'm probably butchering also, uh, which is the actor who played uh, who played the scientist who will explain to us uh, what is going to happen and how we are going to fly on our very own banshee. Yeah, and, and the man's acting performance is spot on. It's 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 everything you want. It's, it's like Jeff Goldblum minus the sex appeal minus the suave. <laughs> it's it's like, but it's very the way he acts is just right for the space. It's like he is on this remote um, remote place. Uh, millions of light years away from earth doesn't see a lot of people this isn't the place where people come and then all of a sudden there are people and he's like oh oh uh, uh, uh and he's he isn't prepared for it and he's ill-shaven and he's like a little bit confused so <laughs> and it's an amazing uh, acting performance and uh fly <laughs> T- two two very good um pre-shows when it's taking a little longer the pre-show stretches itself gives you more content the extra yeah. content is a little bit weird because it's starts it starts of repeating itself a little bit yeah the thing i like about the pre-show is the interactivity because in the pre-show you get you like scanned yeah yeah, yeah. Corona. you see yourself yeah. on the screen you get like decon- the, they decontaminate you for all the local parasites and you get linked to an avatar. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's not really interactive, but you see yourself on the screen, or like the silhouette of yourself on the screen. Air gets blown on you, stuff like that. It's stuff like that, that that really sells the world. It's not just a man moving on a screen, because you're a man moving on my screen. I don't need to go to a theme park <laughs> to see a man moving on my screen. You're an ill-shaven, unkempt, uh, unpracticed man explaining something to me. <laughs> Much. But there isn't there isn't air being blown on me. Oh, you can fix. But there that. could be. Yeah. Could, yeah, indeed, indeed we could. 
but I won't be flying a banshee in a minute. That's true. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And the like second pre-show, it's another scientist, Jackie Ogden, explaining. And also, the the in the first pre-show they. How many times do they say her Jackie Ogden, Jackie Ogden, Jackie Ogden? In the right, you see really of her. It's it's, and the reason is is because it's uh, the name Jackie Ogden is a tribute to the to the to a real Jackie Ogden, who is an um, an uh, experimental psychologist and former curator of the conservation station and vice president of animal science and environment at the Animal Kingdom Park. So a very important person. Uh, yeah, getting getting their very own uh, little spot in uh, spotlight in the uh, flight of feathers. as they deserve. Just like uh, some sea members uh, look a little bit uh, like uh, like some, some imagineers. Yeah. Um, I was reading about her, and sh- she has. Uh, there was one very um, weird sentence written about her being. She made the case that bats are helpful rather than harmful and frightening. And I must say that sentence didn't age quite well. Uh, no, not, <laughs> not, not, really. Uh. <laughs> not really. But well, there could be a case made that uh, mosquitoes are a part of the ecosystem, I guess. The ecosystem that, uh, that murders and locks us up in our room. An ecosystem, nonetheless. Mm. I guess. Very true. Uh, second pre-show is is uh, is uh, the the character cherry og- uh, ch- cherry yeah cherry. Cherry. Og- it's yes, a big indeed. giant cherry tree uh, talking to us. Very no, weird. Uh, Very out of place. <laughs> Jackie Ogden, um, who is giving us the 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 last few uh, information we need to finally uh, fly. And then we are Latin in Latin then we are Latin to the the the, the final space where uh, we can take our place on the on the the banshee bikes. The ba- the banshee bikes. The banshee bikes. That's a good description. The banshee bikes. I and made sure I wasn't spoiled by in any way I didn't saw pictures of anything inside the attraction. I didn't uh, yeah, saw a video. I d- I didn't read anything, so I didn't know if it was screens, physical. And when I <laughs> when I went to sit on the bike, I was like, "Is this like the Tron ride?" I was so confused. <laughs> 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 like, is this is this screen in front of me gonna like go away? And I'm just on rails. And I was like, "Huh, I have three D glasses on my head." I didn't know what to expect. And the very first time, so. Um when you when you look down the the light is flashing in your in your eyes the the the, the second this this the screen opens and it was hitting me just right that I didn't see the screen move so i i i have this flashing light i look up and <laughs> all of a sudden i this immense view uh of kilometers far and wide in pandora it was man that the the very first ride was a uh, was ama- I didn't know if what if it was physical screens. It was amazing. The pinnacle of theme park ride design. 
<laughs> so I, I, I didn't know what was happening. Maybe Pride of Reason is better. We can tell you yet. We don't live Not in America. For, uh, I had a I had a trip to California planned uh, 2021, but uh, mm. <laughs> no. Mm, indeed. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Flight of passage. Flight of passage. Yeah. Do you want flight of passage Ooh, in Disneyland what. Paris, or do you want the flight of passage system in Disneyland Paris with another IP? Or with don't no IP. don't don't ask me such questions, Lars. <laughs> you you always asking me hard questions. Can't you just go easy on me for once? Jesus Christ! I want to do flight of passage more times. Do I want them to copy paste rights? I do not know, but I want to do flight of passage again. I don't. Maybe I want to do ride with the same system again. I don't know. Will it be as good? It's not a system that sells it. It's everything that sells it. True, true, true. So, do you want if they would Pandora copy paste it here? Adventureland or in the studios? It it would seem a bit weird in Adventureland, though. I heard uh, once if you need the machete to cut your way through the to to the environment, it fits in Adventureland. <laughs> <laughs> Would be everything, everything in, in adventure that could be connected in some way logically. Talking parrots in, in the American park. Yeah, but it's it's flying carpets. <laughs> it's l more logical that you're s in that than just walking into an alien planet. You do that too in Animal Kingdom, yeah, I know. You can but make you're a just beautiful being transition. Jungle you could, transition. yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know, just put it somewhere. I want to do Flight of Passage again. I don't know if I want it here. Put it on top I of Crush it. Coaster. <laughs> solved. <laughs> Issue solved. All right, that was a Flight of Passage. Yes, uh, I think we've gone through most of our we Disney have a rides. Few, but we can, uh, we can uh, do that in later episodes later times there are some 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 other cues but think we, we went through the major ones in disney and mm -hmm. i wrote down some uh, lord always has these like intricate notes 14 pages of them i wrote like um like a few words <laughs> lord is just a try hard okay but we've been talking about disney a lot except for kong but uh there's there's other theme parks that aren't disney Wait, there are... Where? There are other ones? App apparently, apparently. Oh, yeah, like you mean Tokyo Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but the art of the queue is something that not many people have yet mastered. No. Universal. Universal has some nice queues. I'll, I'll admit that, but like... Very, in very... In Belgium? Belgium... Um, I, I can honestly can't think of a ride in a Belgian theme park that has a good queue. The shooter ride in Wallaby. Sure, sure. Doesn't it's, have a terrible queue. 
It's not terrible, but it it's has yeah, the two animatronic, animatronics. Aha. One of the animatronics is is <laughs> w- worse for wear. Let's call it that. Yeah, you can you can see through the animatronic. Yeah, it isn't good, but like uh, Universal has good ones, and they seem to be all very concentrated in the Wizarding World. <laughs> yes. Which well, let's a lot of their best teaming is concentrated in the Wizarding World, so it's a, surpr- a surprise. A uh, Gringotts has. A great queue, very diegetic. Eh? It's it's very much part of the world, not something uh-huh. stapled on as a ride feature. You get into Gringotts, and it's it's the entrance of Gringotts as you see it in the movies with the uh, goblins doing the money counting. You go on uh, through on. really through like not really nice hallways even the safety video is fully diegetic it's being explained by a goblin mm-hmm. because you're in Gringotts going on an actual ride which as far as concepts go that are born to be made into theme park rides <laughs> the Gringotts yeah, the, railway the system was just made to be part of a theme park I don't know if it clicked when I was reading the book no it didn't click until I was on the ride itself but uh no, 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 but when I saw the movie, I just thought, oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, content for the theme park. It fits well, it's a great it's a great ride and a great queue. Uh, Hagrid has a great queue too. Mm-hmm. A little more subtle, like, I s- like we talk about, a lot of trees, a lot of gourds hanging from trees. You go to like a, a cave system, well, caves, ruins, ruins, ruins and partially caves mm-hmm. with some cave paintings and they don't really tell a story but they do set a mood yeah but then the the, the pre-shows are very very nice explanatory yes 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 indeed look i am a wizard <laughs> for the record i love harry potter <laughs> not uh and i love the wizarding world yeah they, yeah they wizarding world's also great. got all my money um or did they did all. They did get all of our money. <laughs> and then uh, the Forbidden Journey, which is a queue that I particularly really like because it really gives you the feeling of wandering through uh, Hogwarts hallways. There was one. I have one problem with the the Forbidden Journey queue. I love the queue. Um. I love every single part of the queue but i think it's weird how sometimes how connected yeah how sometimes um like the like the stairs that lead to uh dumbledore's office are just in a weird place and a lot of things are in a like like not quite the right place like it would be easy to do it exactly like in the movies because you're not making an attraction about the books can just go off grid and oh it's based on the books no it's very much based on the movies and then sometimes yeah. they do it uh, sort of like the movies but not quite and i think it, that's very weird but every single part of the queue i i i love and, and i love the the outdoor it's just a zigzag uh queue but i love it going through the the herbology class and yeah, yeah, and the 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 screens with the characters on are quite quite fun too. I think. Mm-hmm. 
works very well. Um, yeah, and there's a talking head. What's not to love? A talking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, to- the the hat is in a v- in a weird place too. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just glad there is a talking head. True. In contrary to most Jews that don't have a talking head, it does have a leg up. Not really. It it, uh, <laughs> it has a head up. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, I think one big thing with good cues is that they they have pre-shows. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not saying that every cue that has a pre-show is therefore good. <laughs> Armageddon has a pre-show. Had a Armageddon pre-show. indeed has had a, a pre-show. Piece of what the hell? Which yeah. Borders out of our minds. I think the pre-show of Armageddon was a device. Like, I think they were designing the attraction um, uh, higher up. They were cutting the budget of the attraction. They were like, all right, we could make this a beautiful attraction because it's, it's a nice concept, but we have something nice, but it's not quite there. Let's just build the worst cue you can imagine let's irritate people so much when they enter the attraction they're like huh this is quite nice sounds quite logical (laughs) i think we could be onto something what a piece of shitty pre-show was armageddon yeah indeed indeed but i've got a good uh a good example of a cue that isn't very good it's quite dull Uh but as a really good Mm -hmm. pre-show symbolica in Efteling. In the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, indeed. As we talked about on a previous episode, Great Park. You haven't done that right yet. Uh, no. But the the queue itself, uh, the right is you get go, uh, you, you're invited to the castle of, of a fairy tale king mm-hmm. for a tour. And the right is the queue itself. It has some, some allusions to, to rules. On, ah, uh, strict rules on, on the tour. You can't do this, you can't do that. Some, some And you have to signs. touch the person... In front of you, that's one of the rules, right? They ask you to touch the person in front of you, which didn't I quite honestly age don't well. <laughs> I honestly don't remember because you don't read those signs. It's it's quite no. They they boring. they they uh, ask you on the speakers to put your hand on the I shoulder of the person remember. in front of you, and they they uh, discontinue discontinue this. They stopped using the line. <laughs> Um, during COVID, yeah, as they should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Efteling COVID promotes COVID. <laughs> COVID started there because you had to touch all the people. Ah, yes, sure. yeah. we're onto it. It's not China; it's Symbolica, <laughs> but like quite a dull line. But uh-huh. the pre-show is is uh, you entering the castle and on the stairs leading up to to the, the foyer, the, the big entrance of the castle, there's a, uh, a like a page or a chamberlain of the king uh, welcoming you and leading a bunch of rules like, ah, you this and that and you can't do this. And then uh, Pardus, the, the mascot of the park and also the court wizard of the king, appears and says, fuck all that, that's boring. I'll show you the real interesting parts of our castle. And he... Um, magically opens up the staircase 
and then the queue continues on through the staircase until you walk in the midst of all the of the uh, like Chamberlain animatronic mm-hmm. and the the Chamberlain and Paratus animatronic are two incredibly good animatronics like the page is mostly uh, static except for him talking but the Paradus animatronic you can only see it from the waist up but everything is very fluent very lively mm-hmm. and all the effects in the queue uh, in the in the pre-show are top-notch quite a modern attraction quite the expensive attraction if I remember correctly Phantom Manor queue or Symbolica queue uh, Phantom Manor queue hands down but I th- the the thing that uh, impressed me the most was the fact that you were actually walking through the set at one point. Not really, because the set is actually the door. Mm-hmm. But you, you're really up close to one of the animatronics. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's, that's really cool. But the rest of the queue is, is really... After that, it's, it's a bunch of hallways and like a big staircase and a model of the, of the cart. And that's it. Which I think the queue is really symbolic, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> of the ride itself. Which has the uh, uh, the uh, opposite thing. Most of it is really interesting, except for one part that's really boring. There's the screens. A, yeah, yeah, it has like an individual part. You can choose which kind of tour you want, like musical tour, the hero tour, or the treasure tour, or something along those lines. And that's like an interactive part, and it's with a screen, and it's really dumb. Do you have? Do you go backwards down a slope and have to fill in what kind of future do you want? Um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you, you you did Symbolica. Ah. <laughs> it was this big ball of uh, a. Yeah, no, the, the weird thing is we didn't we didn't even know what we had to do in the interactive part. It just started. And there were a bunch of musical instruments on a touchscreen in front the of language. us. And <laughs> So that's really, yes, not, yes, really yes. not a good uh, sign. Yeah, but the rest of the ride is great. Top, top-notch animatronics, top-notch effects. Love the ride. All right. And I think I, I think I covered most of the uh, cues that I like in other parks, which is uh, scarce. Yeah. Um. And I think it's quite logical too. When you're building a park, when you're the big finance person, mm-hmm. and probably also when you're the design person, budget is scarce. You only have so much money to go around, especially in non-Disney parks. Mm-hmm. You want to put that money into the right, mm-hmm. not into the queue, but I think which is kind of a shame, I think, but well, when putting money into queues, you... Um, attract more people to ride again because if Flight of Passage would have been two hours and the queue would have looked like Crush Coaster's queue <laughs> we one time a day would have been a lot although yeah, we would like indeed. the attraction itself without the queue as much as we do now one time a day would be Devastate would be tiring, horrible. So I think it's a long as time to stand in a queue. Yeah, and and like I think almost. I think if if he if he stood two hours in a line, I think 
one and a half of the of each time was about the queue was about dip was about design was about uh avatar about the world of avatar about what do we see what do we get what do we so putting money in the queue is uh, probably one of the one of the most important things in my opinion but it costs a lot of money especially if uh, true, a true. like flight of passage so yeah that's that's it the for interesting cues that's it for uh, for, for this, this episode. episode yeah the 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 fourth episode of uh sequoia cast not counting the the, the, the famous lost episode, lost episode. Mm. i have an update yeah. i think in our second episode yeah i thought i i was talking uh, about the being afraid movie. at a, a hippie bar slash brothel yeah i have news uh-huh it's it was I in the Google forest in your uh the forest close to your home right yeah i went into the forest again today <laughs> and i passed the uh, earth oasis it's called uh-huh. and uh I looked looked it up on Google beforehand mm-hmm. when I passed it the first time when I talked about it that evening on the podcast mm-hmm. and I didn't find it because I misspelled the name and I looked for it again today uh-huh. and I am even more terrified of that place. <laughs> it is not a cafe. Oh no. It is not a brothel. Oh no. It is a therapeutic, oh. safe haven, mindfulness place which you can rent to do rituals. <laughs> uh, I I know I am interested by like new age religion and occult stuff, but that place scares me. <laughs> but that does mean we can we can do our Tony Baxter cult evenings there. Ah yes, the very like first Sequoia cast meetup. <laughs> you know, I I went away from the webpage quite quickly because I wasn't afraid of viruses. But maybe there's some magic on the webpage that mm. could influence me. That become like this weird uh, goat wool sock hippie. Go there to like, they they've got a book. They publish a book on like nature centric mindfulness. Or something, and they do like nature-centric mindfulness therapy, and the cover has an elf of, of the book. So I don't know. Maybe the therapy is with elves. If the therapy is with elves, I am interested. If I think not, we should go. Maybe post-corona, but yeah, we should. Uh, we should go. What confused me? There were a lot of people there. Previous time, I I I, I passed there. There was like but a full parking space. What can you do there on a on a normal Wednesday? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. That's why I is thought it, like it was, was, was a bar. Is it like children and, and, and bathing in the blood? Or is I it don't know. Smoking weed? Which is illegal, so probably not. I don't know. It's probably therapeutic weed. Or ah. they smoke incense or something. They smoke it through their ears, then it's allowed. Yeah, but then it isn't smoking, technically. Well, it's smoking, <laughs> but not really. 
but so far my hippie update oh may one thing may be uh, worth mentioning we actually did get a message from a fan a listener i won't call him he says he likes it i don't believe it uh-huh. uh and i think it would be what are we talking what? about <laughs> what <laughs> are we are we talking about the same message are we thinking about the same message message the the message did we get any other messages there was somebody on Twitter that was also a fan. But oh yeah, that's someone on Twitter also listened. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the fan, the the, the French Our guy number one who, yeah, number one fan, Baptiste. Which I just like to say thanks for that. I really appreciate just the the the, the feedback and the interaction. Yeah, and he the, even the propositions were. Um, he gave some some really good propositions. Some propositions we don't really have use yet for but we we probably will have one day yeah so it's re- definitely really yeah. nice and then one that's um that we really want to do yeah also. once we got a bit more experience in this podcasting thing i hope by this summer that we we are um we want to do that ourselves and 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 he wants to set it up yeah, it would be would be cool. But anyway, uh, thanks, Baptiste, for the for the message on on yes. SoundCloud. If anybody else feels inclined to um, say something to us, suggest a subject for an episode, tell us we're bad. Please contact us. You can uh, uh, mail us, or you can reach out uh, via Twitter. Maybe not DM because apparently. But this tried to DM us on Twitter ah. and it didn't go. I I, I I made sure the DMs are now open to people not following us and we okay. not following them. Right. But we have mail, we have Twitter, we have yeah. SoundCloud. The email is uh, the Sequoia Cast, like the title of the podcast, at gmail.com. And the Twitter is at Gang Sequoia. Or the Sequoia Gang. Whatever you... Uh, like the most uh if you have uh hate mail tips things you want us to talk about even more amazing propositions than batistic which but that's i highly uh, doubt it yeah, that's unless you to know uh, tony baxter <laughs> if you are tony baxter please if DM you us. are tony baxter <laughs> please jorodi to jorodia any image i have a lot Always of names i can uh, name right now I've also a lot of names. If like you have more information on the Earth Oasis, <laughs> uh, mail it to. I am interested. If you are an elf. If you are an elf. If you are, if an you are a Q, uh, <laughs> please text. Uh, please messages or a ghost. If your mother is a pre-show, please reach out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna collab and uh, make uh, make a survival pack for the Crush Coaster that we can uh, sell. If you s- if you sell heroin, uh, <laughs> please contact us. Uh, Lars, yes. before we end this episode, don't forget about the T-shirt. Uh, no, I have my, uh, I have my, uh, my, my, f- my photoshops are uh, basically done. Ooh. So I have okay. to. Uh, I'm gonna soon. But least if you wanna like send us your email so I can, because I don't think I can. Uh, I can send you screenshots of uh, T-shirt propositions on SoundCloud. But I'll, I'll ask you there again for your uh, email or any other that's information. That's a good idea. I can send you 
we can we can become Facebook friends. Such a great fan. Oh, you, you can friends. become. If you want to marry Neil, that's also good. Like, just get closer to us. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's not like I have anything better to do with my life. No, uh, um, the things he he he, he proposed uh, will will be very fun, probably yeah. in the future. They're great the enough that Lars wants to marry me out <laughs> and use the proposition as like the the marriage treasure. Yes, very much. And that says a lot. I'm I am really a very really valuable bride. To, uh, My hair is long and wavy, and I have a very nice beard. So, um, <laughs> as far as the bride market goes, I can fetch a big price. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also have another proposition. Let's end this episode before it comes any weirder. Wait, 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 wait. We have to do the the thing of the the, the thing of the month. Oh, the, the recommendations. The yeah. Recommendation. Um, do you have Since a recommendation? <laughs> Well, since we got into the habit, well, habit we did it one time, of doing a uh, thematic proposition, uh, recommendation of the week, mm-hmm. I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't really have thing. When I'm in a queue, I just talk to you about yeah. things. And the longer we're in the queue, the weirder the conversation gets. We've had some weird conversations. In, uh, very in weird conversations. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, my recommendation, uh, probably n- not as a not as original, but um, having the Lines app from Touring Plans when uh, when you're not uh, Walt Disney World local, uh, going as a uh, European fan, um, is very handy. Uh, I did make the touring plans and use them sort of, but then went off grid when I have whenever I feel felt like it, and I mainly used the their timetable uh, waiting line app, which is called which lines. is a great timetable. Yeah, which which uh, predicts when lines are going up, going down, uh, when you have to do something. It says, oh, do it now. Uh, it will be longer in a few, in, in, in an hour, so do it now. Or, oh, no, d- don't go to this right right now. Wait a little bit. Do it at 7 o'clock. Great time. So if you are uh, not a Walt Disney World local, I really enjoyed that uh, that uh, yeah, application. And then one more very random recommendation I have it's not actually very mu- environmentally friendly so i don't know if i have to do it but uh using a throwaway camera on uh, vacations i think it's very very nice thing to not uh like when you are t- uh, taking pictures with your phone you're just every click doesn't mean anything just you go wild but when you are using a throwaway camera you can you have to be deliberate uh, deliberate the <coughs> you have to choose very carefully uh, what do you <laughs> 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 you have to choose very carefully what you what you are taking f- uh, pictures about um and they are usually more uh, special so if you are taking uh, your next disney trip or, uh, or or Walt disney world's vacation i i'm i'm more fond of my pictures thrown away with a uh, with a throwaway camera or you can Use a uh, old camera and 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 the and and the or Instax or or Polaroid just to be more deliberate at at what you 
pictures you take and and i i i am um, more fond of those pictures than the thousands of pictures on my uh, on my cell phone well i agree with you that is a very random recommendation <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give a random recommendation if you're in the habit, which is more in team with the previous episode. But uh, the previous being, being role playing. Um, ah, okay. I want to recommend a podcast, namely the uh, Bastionland podcast, a podcast about RPG design. So if RPGs, tabletop RPGs, interest you, give it a listen because most of the big names in uh, in the tabletop design our guests on the podcast and have some very uh, interesting things to say about tabletop RPGs, but building narratives as a whole. They should have Trader Brandon on the podcast. Pluck, Trader Brandon, buy his Trader Brandon, Pluck again. <laughs> buy all his stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't buy anything yet, except the dice, but I will be buying his trade paperback when it comes out. Which is very his, soon. Uh, podcast. Very soon indeed. All right, that's it. We are almost at three hours, which is... Uh, Jesus, good luck with that, Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you reach this point, I'm very sorry for you. We're proud of you. Also, um, maybe look for uh, some uh, psychologist to uh, to help you look through this, help. <laughs> to this time. Uh, I was Lars. And I have been Neil. See you next time. Bye.